Welcome to Hooplecast. I'm your host, Matt, and joining me are my newbie co-hosts... Carol. Matt. Mel. And we're a bunch of Hoopleheads. And joining us today, very special guest, please welcome to the podcast, Robin. Not a Hooplehead. You're not a Hooplehead. We're all nope. Hoopleheads until we hit the series finale. <laughs> I'm okay, then I'm half a Hooplehead, I'd say. And then we become instant geniuses after? Yeah, what do we graduate to? <laughs> But you said we're all hoopleheads because you've already seen you've already seen everything, so you're not a hooplehead, right? Is that what it is? is that hooplehead is a newbie? I was including myself in the group. I'm really not, but I was including myself, so they didn't feel so bad. He's masquerading as a hooplehead. Get up! Yeah. We don't want you here. We don't want your kind. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of condescending of you to think that. You I was trying to be inclusive. Lower yourself. Damned, damned you if you do, more. damned if you don't. <laughs> So, Robin, uh, half a hooplehead, does that mean you've seen the show before? Uh, I've seen seen half the show. Yeah, I've seen like first and I think some of the second season. It's been so long ago that um, I really couldn't remember anything about it. And I just kind of stopped watching it for, I don't know, even I probably distracted or something like that. But uh, I did remember the horrible, (laughs) brutal events of this episode. Mm -hmm. And so I I was like, oh, I'll take that one. Yes, brutal is written in my notes a couple times. So, was it just the scene that you remember that made you want to do this episode? Yeah, well, I mean, I remember watching this episode and being like, uh, you know, who's this girl? She's cold as ice. And then um, I think, you know, soon after, I checked out Veronica Mars for the first time. Um, And I, in, I probably saw, I think I saw Deadwood on like DVD. Um, when I was working at Blockbuster <laughs> and, uh, um, yeah, I we probably like just, I, I probably was waiting for the next disc and it never came back or something like that. I have no idea why I stopped. <laughs> okay. Do you have a uh, favorite character of the series so far? Oh, Swear Engine. He is awesome. Now you can't find a more smarter guy, a more entertaining guy just to watch on the TV. He is, he's the master of his game. Cunning, ruthless. Uh, he's just awesome. I mean, I'd love to root for the hero and everything, but uh, here he's a terrible actor. So, you know, I wouldn't want to put my cards behind him. But uh, um, uh, Swear Engine, I love that guy. Ian McShane is amazing, and it's mm-hmm. a crime that he hasn't found a part that's uh, that measures up to this. Oh, come on, Blackbeard? <laughs> is that, that's from the Pirates of the Caribbean? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Really? I haven't I haven't seen it. So but memorable. That's that can't be no. No way. <laughs> is that, is that, is that sarcasm, Robin? Because I can't yes, tell. Totally. Now okay. I have to look that up. <laughs> uh he was in the shortly lived series Kings, which I is fondly remembered as cult status, but I never watched it. I watched it. It was yeah. good. Yeah. It was good. I should give it a shot sometime. I, I knew I I knew I knew him from somewhere, and that makes sense. Yeah, now I remember. Yeah. Chris from England said that Ian, McSh- Ian McShane was in some sort of uh, famous UK comedy. Oh, yeah? What's it? But I can't remember what it was called. Oh, my gosh. You know, um, you, we might be talking about the same thing. I remember watching uh, you know, TV with my parents, and we watched this uh, BBC thing on, I think it was A&E at the time, and it was called Lovejoy. And um, Ian yes. McShane starred in that. And it was like a 
It was like, I don't know, like murder she wrote for art collectors or something. I don't know. <laughs> I just remember it was really good. I always, I always wanted to check it out again, but uh, amazing. Yeah, mm, yes, it's called Love Joy. Seventy three episodes aired from nineteen eighty six to nineteen ninety four. Yeah, a lot of for British TV. So uh, Chris said, "No, I don't think I can watch Deadwood because I can't imagine Ian McShane in a different role than Love Joy." So he is British. Mm, okay, <laughs> yeah, he is. Huh. Well, we'll have to. We should track down an episode and do like a uh, a one off. Yeah. Oh, wait a second. I have your special episode right here. In 1985, he appeared as an iconic MC on Grace Jones's Slave to the Rhythm, a concept yeah. album. What? No way! Which featured his narration interspersed throughout. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to give that a shot sometime. That's our next podcast, guys. Love, Joy. Yay! <laughs> nice. I'm excited, too. This is episode 8 of season 1, Suffer the Little Children, written by Elizabeth Sarnoff, directed by Dan Minahan, original air date May 9th, 2004. It is the same night as the previous episode, Jewel is downstairs scrubbing the blood stain left by the drunk that Dan gutted. Upstairs, Dan is apologizing to Al. <laughs> <laughs> I love how this episode starts off with a, with a classic, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I wish everybody said it like that. <laughs> Really I find myself doing that more and more. Yeah, me too. So, someone says, I'm sorry. I go, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone just thinks you're drunk, huh? <laughs> and it's so weird seeing that actor on The Good Wife where he p- plays such a sleazeball. And in this, he's a nice guy. Oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. He, seems like he's turned around. <laughs> I assume he was a sleazeball, even though we didn't get to see much of him before he got sick. I was a con man. I don't know if... I guess by definition, that's sleazy. EB wants to murder Alma and Seth. More precisely, he will give the hotel keys to Dan and hold the ladder outside of the hardware store so that Dan could climb up and bushwhack him. Why is he so intense about this all of a sudden? Yeah. Funny. Money. He's really intense about it. Like, really yeah. intense. But this is his first really big score. I mean, mm-hmm. he was talking about giving him a percentage. But am I wrong that is this the first time he's been shown to be, like, bloodthirsty? Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. very open about it in this scene. Yeah, it seemed like it, but, uh, yeah. I, mean, I, I just mean, I wrote down that he's, like, an adrenaline junkie. Like, this guy, I can't imagine EB being like, oh, that was the last scheme I'm going to do. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Is this where, where he says that the middle name, or the middle, or B stands for bold? It is yeah, name. that's what Dan he says, yeah. All yeah. oh, right. Dan, yeah. Dan and Al... Say that yeah. it stands for. I was just trying. It's actually Bailey. It's Eustace Bailey Farnham. That's uh, his name. I, I really want someone to do a children's book now <laughs> with like de- of like Deadwood characters, and then just say E is for this, B is for bold. <laughs> well, I was trying to think of what the E would be for, and then I was like, egregious. Maybe yeah, that's exactly what Exacerbatingly. I wrote. Exacerbatingly. <laughs> yeah, I wrote egregiously bold Farnham. 
C is for cocksucker. I mean, it's the most <laughs> yeah. It's the most obvious word for it. <laughs> F is for fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I is for I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I want this children's book to happen. <laughs> well, E.B. says that he feels it in his bones that Al's going to give up on the claim. And I think that's why he wants them to move right now. Because he knows that Al is losing interest, losing confidence that he can make this plan work. And that's when we get a couple gunshots as uh, some yahoos ride into town. They brought the smallpox vaccine and news that the United States has signed a treaty with the heathens. Oh my god, this was hilarious. Yeehaw! Vaccine! Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen such ex- like such hooping and hollering about a vaccine. <laughs> well, it's an odd thing to, you know... Well, they're heroes. Yeah. They want to let everybody know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and smallpox is a scary disease. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm not uh, not knocking the effects of smallpox. I'm just saying it's kind of hilarious because usually it's, you know, I don't know. They just killed an Indian. Mm. Yeehaw! <laughs> a vaccine. Yeehaw! Maybe, maybe that feeling in his bones was actually smallpox. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I feel it in my bones. <laughs> Specifically, my lower back. Yeah. Shows you how how different things are. Yeah. vaccines then and vaccines now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All those anti-vaxxers should, should sit down and watch these episodes. <laughs> and then they'll know how good they got it. <laughs> Al explains to EB that their circumstances are improving with the treaty situation and going after the claim is just reckless at this point. And poor EB is just disappointed. Yeah. Boo-hoo. I, I definitely, I mean, I just kind of wrote down why did Al give up so easily? I just, why can't he have like all the money that the, the town's going to get because there's no smallpox and, you know, there's a clearer trail. Um, and this, this claim as well. Why can't he have it all? I, I'd take it all if I was him. <laughs> <laughs> but when you, get too greedy, when you get too greedy, you can lose everything. That's true. Yeah, I don't and know. That's I mean, what, how Robin lost it all. Yeah. Undone by his own hubris. Well, what, I mean, what's the difference between like before these guys showed up and said, you know, smallpox is vaccinated, and uh, do we got a clear trail because all the natives are you know, the heathens are having making peace or whatever? Um, so sure, there's gonna be an influx into the community, um, and there's no smallpox, um, but he could also have a gold claim on top of it. I don't understand what, what the difference is. Like, what, what made him go? Uh, I don't know. Well. My feeling was that it was just what he said all along about the Pinkertons and stuff. Yeah. The the uh, dude, whatever his name was, the New York, the widow's husband, dead husband. He was killed. Now, he's a prominent guy, and they seem to have gotten away with it without a, without a problem. But now if she was killed... And Bullock were killed, was killed, both of whom are upstanding citizens. And even if they made them disappear, yeah, I guess they could do something of trying to make it look like they ran off together or something. But that wouldn't mm-hmm. make much sense if she's got a gold mine that she just, you know, mm-hmm. I think he's, he's just looking at it as. You know. Like murder, murder is a uh, is is something you know. Maybe we shouldn't rush to, but he could be you know try. 
I don't know, instead of just constantly sending EB at them all the time, <laughs> uh, just, just discuss them even more and more. Uh, maybe something else. I don't know. Well, he was trying to get Trixie to get Alma hooked mm-hmm. and then get her to sign when she was uh, intoxicated. But I, I feel like Al felt like he could get away with these kinds of schemes when the camp was new. But now as we march towards civilization mm-hmm. and uh, annexation, it's getting harder and harder to do these big kind of ploys. But there's more money to be made just on, on liquor and booze and women, so... Also, yep. do you think one of the reasons he kept looking for Trixie? I was, I have a note later on. It's like, you know, Trixie is like really important to him. He's, he's, you know, for some reason he's looking for her all the time. It could it have been that he was looking to try and get a deal with the widow through Trixie in those last hours before he had to send an assayer and all of that rather than I, EB? I, I, I think I think Al just loves Strixie. I'm a big Swixie tri- shipper. Um, <laughs> Swixie, Swixie. I'm a big uh, Salma tr- shipper. Yeah, Which, Salma. Salma, Salma, Seth and Alma. Mm. Nice. Uh, who was who was shipping uh, Trixie and Alma? Oh, I think all of I us think are. Nut- Nutty was. <laughs> was that Nutty? Nice. Is anybody shipping Saul and Trixie? Sixty. I would hope. Sure. I would hope so. Sexy. Anybody <laughs> shipping sexy? <laughs> yeah, I want those two crazy kids to get together. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sal seems like a good guy, and Trixie. Oh, by the way, Matt. Last week you you said something about Saul's future or something. Like he's going to be like mayor or something like that. I forget what you said. Yeah, he ends up being mayor, and I think serving ten terms as mayor. Yeah. Oh, spoilers. Yeah. Why'd you do that? That's that's a real life history spoiler not going to affect the show. We're not uh, okay. Uh, time wise, we're not going to catch up to that point. So they but they get the show still, is gone, I, done. I'm just saying now I know his life is never in jeopardy and you should be ashamed of yourself. You but you don't know that because our not, Saul that, can be different from that Saul. Yeah, it's not exactly. It's like EB Farnham's a completely different person it seems. Yeah, and yeah. so is the Reverend Smith and Hickok and Seth never knew each other, so they they take history as a jumping off point, but it's, it's they're not a slave to history. So if I give you like a history spoiler, that's not really a Deadwood TV spoiler. All right. So <laughs> you have no excuse to be uh, enraged. I'm not enraged. I'm so just calm down. Disappointed. Take a breath. <laughs> Stop telling me to take breaths. <laughs> I can breathe on my own. I'm an adult. Robin, remember to breathe. Breathe to this paperback. <laughs> so Flora knocks on Joni's door. She's upset that... Oh, let's go back a sec. Um, Johnny lost his voice. <laughs> Why? How did that happen? I don't know. This is so random. I Was the actor ill and they said, oh, we could use that? Or was this intended? I wondered that myself. When I saw that, I thought, I wonder if the actor just lost his voice and they decided to keep it in. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But I did find a review that said how just how humorous it is the the idea that somebody would lose their voice on a in a town where being a wordsmith was so uh, integral. Yeah. Yes. I just love it. I love his like raspy voice throughout this episode. It just delighted me. Later on, I love it when he uh, <laughs> indicates Trixie, <laughs> putting his fingers around <laughs> yeah. his crotch. Trixie. Okay. Oh yes. 
But at the Bella Union, Flora knocks on Joni's door. She's upset that Dan killed that drunk, and she doesn't know if she can live in this this life where things lead to other things. And Joni tells her about instinct via what I like to call the smell metaphor. Sometimes <laughs> you could smell it, and then you could steer it. Well, Flora asks to stay, and then they spoon in bed. Is that is that what they were talking about? Insta- yeah, that's what uh, I figured. A but smell why? comes over you. You can. Why is it a smell? I don't know. Yeah, a lot of a lot of this it, episode confused me for some reason. Yeah, and I was like, why don't you just use the word feeling? A feeling comes over you. No, a smell. Or a sense comes over you. Not a smell. Oh, what, smell what, is a big thing in Deadwood. <laughs> what would instinct smell like? Uh, maybe it smells like blood. Maybe it smells like copper. Ozone. Ozone. <laughs> The hole in the ozone layer. <laughs> we'll ask Matt Murdock. Maybe he knows. Yeah, he would know. But they're a poetic bunch. Yeah. I I don't know, but anyways, I was yeah, I was I was expecting that it was going to turn uh, sexy, and it didn't really. Seemed yeah, later well, on, it seemed like Flora was a little angry that it didn't. Oh, really? Mm, think so? Really? Like to me? No, I thought I thought she was just like basically matter of fact trying to attract because she could sense that she was mm-hmm. she had, uh, lesbian leanings and uh, mm-hmm. she was just you know trying well, to get her that way well she well we'll get to we'll get to it later but I, I don't think she had she cared either way she's working on Joni in this scene <laughs> yeah I don't think yeah. Get her she's, she's working hard on Joni and and I think she thinks she's got her I mean, as far as in bed. But then what I was talking about was later on when she's talking to her supposed brother and she goes in and says, oh, you know, let's do it fast and dirty or whatever, whatever she uses to. Never say that to your brother. She says, I can move the dike. Yeah, (laughs) she says that. And then she says, you know, we laid there. She treated me like a, a kid and she she really seemed angry about it. Mm. That uh, she she is a kid. Yeah. But what is she expecting? She is a kid. She. I mean, it seemed like she wanted. Uh, she was manipulating was Joni, and then she was angry that Joni was so gullible to, to be. Why are you hitting yourself? That whole <laughs> philosophy of, oh God, you are so stupid. I I feel bad for you that you are so stupid that you're letting me do this to you. Mm. Yeah, I got the feeling it was that and. But I almost got the feeling like she wouldn't have been quite as angry if if she had actually had sex with her, which really? I don't know. I, mm. I I'm not sure. Flora is is a very twisted person. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think she cared either way about what people like. I thought she was really cold and she was just really nasty to people. I didn't think she really had feelings or like cared to make people feel good about themselves. Oh no, that I don't think she wants to make people feel good about themselves. No. <laughs> I don't think she had sympathy for her at all. She was just no. basically telling her how it was and she didn't give a shit. I get the feeling that she's got she's a lot more twisted than that, that she she does care, but not in mm-hmm. a good way. She cares about you know, like a like a psychopath will like have these very weird twisted things that they when they manipulate people they want them to act a certain way mm-hmm. even if that way doesn't make any sense to anybody else it's like 
if so person- you're saying you're saying that she tried to manipulate her a certain way and she didn't go the way she wanted to, her to go uh, maybe <laughs> either she didn't go the way she wanted to go her to go or and she was mad about it or she did and she was mad about it but mm-hmm. i definitely got the feeling that whatever joni did had made made uh her like resentful mm-hmm. that much more resentful of joni okay I guess I've never had many dealings with psychopaths. So. Yeah. I think she's just an angry young lady. Yeah? That's it? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Really? She's, pro- she's probably dealt a bad hand growing up, and now she's just angry and bitter and looking to screw everybody over, and she just can't believe you're so stupid that, that you're going to let her. Mm-hmm. Maybe. There might be a little element of jealousy, too. Like, why can stupid people like Joni, why do they have it so good and I have it so bad? Why do I have to scrape and claw my way through life when this dumb dyke is doing whatever the hell she's doing? Yeah, maybe. I love Flora. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, was, I, was, I, I, love, I, love, I love a good psychotic. Yeah? Yeah, she's entertaining. Mm, interesting. I was, I was rather disappointed in Flora. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I wanted her to be a little smarter and a little more, like, I was very disappointed in her breaking, uh, character so quickly, and you mean like not going with the scheme long enough to make it? Yeah, yeah. I was disappointed that she, she wasn't smarter and more in control of herself, and that she screwed up. So quickly. I thought we were going to have her for at least a few episodes. And- yeah, I thought it was weird, especially when she went uh, to get food from the prostitutes. But I guess at that point, she kind of figured it, maybe figured out that it wasn't going to work anyways. So she gave up on the whole, like, I'm so sweet yeah. persona. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I don't that, know if that- this is anybody's quote, but later on, Miles says, you just want to do it fast and dirty so you can cut somebody's throat. Like, she's... Yeah. She doesn't want to do the con. Yeah. No. She did it for a little while. She just wants she wants action. She's She wants to kill people? She has the bloodlust. I felt okay. like they were a little bit like a Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would have liked to have seen more from them, but we'll talk a little bit later about why we perhaps didn't. Okay. It's daytime. Saint Andy Kramed is administering smallpox vaccines outside the hardware store. Sighs on the balcony, mocking him. Seems that Andy's brush with death is the kind of experience that makes people born again. He's basically like a born again evangelical, mm-hmm. passing out vaccines. Uh, Charlie gets his vaccine, and uh, are these passes out? Uh, are these yeah. <laughs> are these vaccines free? Free gratis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was established that they were free. That's where the whole free free gratis thing came from. Oh, that's what that was for, right? Yeah. yeah. For some reason, I couldn't remember. You weren't paying attention. I couldn't remember what that referred to. Because that was episodes ago, and they just got them now, so. Yeah, it was the end of episode six when they were at the newspaper and uh, putting the article together. Mm. Johnny asks Doc where Trixie has gotten to. Then he does his little, Trixie! Okay. You can't see because this is a podcast, but I'm putting my fingers over my crotch. (laughs) Going, Trixie! (laughs) <laughs> You're framing your crotch area. 
There's too many women for him to use a vagina symbol for Trixie specifically, though. Yeah, she's the only one with. Uh, <laughs> she's the only one. <laughs> she's the only one with. Uh, what the a square-shaped vagina. Yeah, yeah. She's got like a tri. Yeah, wasn't it a triangle? Or a was diamond. It, was, it was a diamond. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow, she's really special. Maybe, maybe she shaves specifically, like into a diamond. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> and that's how. They- <laughs> I don't know. She yeah. could have a reputation that the show hasn't explored yet. Yeah. She goes she goes to the uh whatchamacallit and she says, Give me the diamond. <laughs> the barber the in the diamond corner. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> well these questions about Trixie causes Saul's ears to perk up. Trixie? <laughs> like a, he's like a a dog that hears like, you know, the food being poured into a bowl. Huh? What? Yeah. <laughs> So at this point, did you suspect that something might be up with Trixie? Uh, well, yeah, nobody yeah, knows where she is. Yeah. <laughs> Were I you did... concerned? Uh, not yet. Not really. Oh, terrible people. She's <laughs> <laughs> just a show. I figured. I didn't. I, <laughs> I figured she was hiding out. I didn't think anything bad had happened to her. Yeah, I thought she was just in the woods somewhere, <laughs> kind of waiting. Just imagine. I'm just imagining yeah. Matt and Mel going, where's Trixie? Fast forward. Fast forward. Where is she? <laughs> we are very concerned about this. No. I, I just was starting to get the idea that there was something else going on with Trixie at that point because it was like, okay, you know, oh, yeah, all right. So they've gone through all the different places. Where, where would she have gone? What is she up to? I figured she was up to something, but I wasn't really concerned. Alma and Creveler and Swath are in the queue behind a man with a giant top hat. And this is when I got the idea that maybe Mel should be on Hat Watch. Count how many hats are in the episodes. But, like, everybody's got a hat on. Cause it's I know. Like, yeah. That's so, what I noticed. I was like, oh, too many hats. So, yeah, you're just, you're just, too many hats. You're just trying to drive me insane, Mel. <laughs> That's just too much. <laughs> if I had actually done it, I would have been crazy. I was some, crazy of these hat, some of these hats are amazing. Yes, I'm sure. I'll have to watch again. I was not paying attention I was, at all. I was recently looking at a photo of our hometown from the early 1900s, and there's hundreds of people in the photo, and I looked for a long time, and I didn't find a single person without a hat on. Mm-hmm. Like, you basically had to have a hat if you're a man. <laughs> and if, if you were a woman, you were supposed to wear a hat, too. It was the proper... Well, that's because without one, you're indecent. Yeah. You're basically naked. Yeah. And that was hat talk. Oh, yes. <laughs> Alma tells Seth that she has plans to accept the offer, the next offer made on her claim from Mr. Sorensen's hand puppet. Then she'll head back to New York. Seth is adamant that he follows through on his promise to Hickok, and he will assay the claim. Or rather, he'll get Ellsworth to assay the claim. Al coaches Dan on how he should act while showing Seth and Ellsworth around the claim. Basically, he should act ignorant. This also may be the first use of the term the color to describe gold. One of the proposed names for this podcast was going to be color cast. <laughs> what? Really? But I thought that was too obscure. Yeah. yeah. More obscure than Hoopleheads. Yeah. Well, I said is. Hooplehead three times during this episode. Mm. Yeah. I think it is more obscure than Hooplehead. <laughs> well, also, it would have just made all kinds of connotations that would have been distracting yeah. to what the. And- Cast actually was so. I suppose <laughs> I didn't even notice that they called gold c- color. Mm-hmm. Didn't notice. It's probably one of the things that confused me. Oh really? There was many many 
I don't know. Just, we have the 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 uh, subtitles on. And every yeah, and the I, captions. I was still we, confused by yeah, this. Yeah. I felt I felt maybe we are truly hoopla. Yeah, I guess. I felt this way in the beginning, <laughs> the first few episodes as well, but I thought I had it, but now I lost it again. <laughs> My ability to com- uh, comprehend what's going on. <laughs> I I think I'm pretty sure I've heard that the term color used um whenever there's been mining in other shows or or whatever circumstances, I don't know, books, whatever, whenever they're talking about mines and things, I think I've, I've heard that term used before. You'll hear it a lot more. Oh yeah. Especially season three. Okay. Doc is delighted to hear that Alma is taking the girl with her back to New York. And Alma says it was Trixie who made her see sense. And again, this is when Saul was like, Trixie, what Trixie? (laughs) Who said Trixie? Where's Trixie? Mm Mm-hmm. In the gem, Al is annoyed that he has to scrub the bloodstain himself. I thought he's... that was really interesting. Mm. That he's willing to get down and scrub the floor to get it done right. Yeah, well, Jewel, Jewel's trying, but she's she's not succeeding. Yes. I think if you give Al a chance to piss and moan about something loudly, uh, he will take the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he does he he lays right into her and it's like well he uh, likes to berate the gimp morning yeah yeah this is the first we've well we've heard her speak before but this is the first we've heard her speak at length i think yeah she also seems to feel like she can say you know be honest with him and and not be scared of him she seems like one of the few people who's not scared of him maybe because she has no sense of that Mm. you think maybe some that people could be. don't have a sense of, you know, what other people are really uh, uh, throwing at them. You know, like if uh. they're if someone's trying to scare you, some people can't really realize that. Mm. Or she might just know that, in her case at least, her relationship with Al is such that he's going to yell at her and he's going to make nasty comments to her, but he's not actually going to do anything physically harmful to her. I get the feeling from this episode that Al is, like, his bark is worse than his bite, maybe? Well, except for the people that he's killed. Like, yeah, but I feel like I feel like this episode specifically, his bark was worse than his bite. Mm. I mean, he, he does seem to have, well, different rules for different people, and there do seem to be people that are able to get away with a whole lot more than other people are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, but, for instance, it it's like Dan, I get the feeling that Dan is always aware that he's got, you know, he's hanging on to the tail of Tiger. Whereas, and then the relationship with Trixie is different again, and the relationship with the cleaning woman is different again. And it it makes it that much more interesting. I think if you're in with Al, though, you're, yeah, you're pretty much, you know... As long as you're in with him, I think he's going to keep you around, you know. Though so he's gotten rid of a couple people who were, in those first few episodes, he got rid of a couple people who were in his employ. Yeah, but were they really, like, trusted employees? Do you know what I mean? I don't know, because we didn't know him that well, because it was the very beginning, you know. Of but a, I mean, like, Dan just killed a dude randomly, on, and he was like, oh, whatever, you know, don't do it again, but... Yeah, but that guy, that didn't really have an effect on Al. Mm. That guy, the guy that 
Dan killed was just a random guy as far as Al's business and everything. He didn't bring any real trouble to Al, other than having to buy some drinks for people. I've got a quote here from David Milch. He says, Swearingen affects a kind of ruthless pragmatism, but in fact his whole being yearns toward knowing the world's name. He wants to understand. He's fascinated by Jewel, the cripple, but he can't acknowledge that in his behavior. Instead, he has to say, why do I have her here? The reason is that there is a miracle embodied in Jewel that she seems so wounded as to be disqualified, and yet she isn't. Something in him is impelled to enfranchise Jewel, to give her a place to stand. He can't understand why. He is moved by her grace, even as he disavows it. Hmm. I don't know. I see a lot. I see him making fun of her quite a bit. Yeah. I don't know if he's like, oh, yeah. It's teasing. A- it's like how we make fun of you. Yeah. It's teasing. <laughs> when she's like sweeping the stairs and he's just like. Are you saying that Robin is Jewel? Robin, you're our Jewel. Aww. Oh, thanks. Oh. I also felt like in this particular case, I was like, this whole thing that Swearingen is willing to, you know, get down on the hands and knees and scrub the floor, which. A lot of people would not be, even if it wasn't done right. It kind of speaks to everything with Al. I mean, he's always willing to get it done, do it himself if he has to. That's what I was going to say. Like, the fact that he does that for her, does that show that he does treat her differently? Like, would he get down on his knees and do that if anybody else had been tasked with the job and they failed? Uh, I think he's getting out his frustrations and also he's making a point that... This is how you do it. This is the effort you should put into it. Mm. And he's not cutting Jewel any slack, and he treats her like, a, any, like he would anybody else. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he... Yeah. Sort I, of. Sort I, of like anybody else. I think he treats her... He te- As we said, he kind of teases her. I think if anybody tried to hurt her, physically hurt her, he'd probably kill them. Anyway, he asks Jewel where Trixie went. Jewel a- answers that Trixie said her pussy hurt where Al grabbed her. No. <laughs> Well, we find out where she is. She's on the floor of the dock's cabin. There's a used needle and a bottle of liquid on the ground. Yeah. But as Doc goes to uh, see what's wrong with her, A.W. Merrick enters, complaining of a pain in his back. This is when uh, Doc hurries him out the door. Just eat less, fatty. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I love when he just ends up he just slaps him to yes because he's asked him the same question four times <laughs> i i have no doubt there are tons of people in this world who are dealing with the public and trying to figure out what the problem is and their job is to help people and the person just won't answer the question yeah i would just love to just slap him once to get him to pay attention Plus, part of Merrick's backstory is that he's a hypochondriac, so Doc is probably very used to uh, him showing up, complaining of symptoms. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say, you can't hold it too much against Merrick because his town wasn't just, was just infected with smallpox. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'd slap him too. <laughs> but, well, yeah, but there's a difference between being worried about it and not answering the question. <laughs> so you feel like Merrick just wanted to talk complain talk kvetch he was he was actually worried hmm. but as you said he didn't answer the questions well because because he, of his anxiety yeah anxiety yeah. and and being more involved self-involved with what he was thinking than what the doctor was asking so he went on to webmd and diagnosed himself and 
<laughs> doesn't he doesn't want the doctor's opinion. He's his own doctor. All these symptoms I have. <laughs> well, I mean, they've been living around smallpox for a while. I have no doubt that he found out what all the symptoms of smallpox <laughs> yeah. were as soon as he found out that they had an epidemic going on. Mm-hmm. Well, Doc tells Trixie that if she wants to die, he can help her. But she should know that the widow was offering her a way out. I thought that was, that was really interesting. That was coincidental Coincidental that she actually had offered that. And he had yeah. No- <laughs> yeah, I mean, at first I was like, wait a minute. Does, how would he find out that she offered that? But he said, and then I was like, is he just like blowing smoke here? And I was like, oh, yeah, he is. Okay. Mm-hmm. At the Bella Union, Flora wakes up. She quietly gets out of bed and comes upon Sai outside of Joni's room. Sai is suspicious as to why Flora is so upset about the gutting at the gem, but not losing her cherry to a John. Mm. Joni reminds him that Flora had a boyfriend back in Wyoming. There's a difference, though. I wrote down, <laughs> what? Because I don't follow this logic that he's... You're so upset about witnessing a brutal murder, you weren't so upset when you had sex for money. What? How are these things the same? <laughs> yeah. It lost me a little bit there, too. I was... I was a little confused about that. I think it speaks more towards Psy than anything. But you guys don't think losing your virginity is like being brutally murdered? Or (laughs) witnessing a a murder. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. That's basically because of you. Mm -hmm. I mean... Yeah, Yeah, that should have made it even worse because she caused it or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, I did not understand how Psy reached this conclusion. She must be faking being all meek and mild. Yeah. Yeah, it might just be that he's he's noticing, you know, oddities in general and that it comes out with that phrase, you know, that conclusion, but that there's been a lot of other things that he's kind of unconsciously noticed. Yeah, I don't think she was a good a- actor. Well, I mean, I don't think the character was the, a good actor in this episode. No, I don't think so either. Mm-hmm. No, she was, she was good the, for the first, you know, when she first introduced herself, but... He seemed like he was instantly suspicious of her, though. Mm. Didn't he? Yeah. Did he? Was he? Yeah, the the last episode, he didn't seem like he was... I don't know. He just seemed like he didn't really trust... Maybe he just doesn't trust anyone new. Maybe that's huh. just the thing. Yeah. I don't... Did she just arrive, like, the f- the previous day? Or yeah. has she been yeah. constantly... Yeah. Yeah, this is day two for her. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 She couldn't so hold, suspicious. Yeah. She couldn't hold it together for as that's why I was very disappointed in her. Yeah. I'm just saying, like if he it, he would have a right to be suspicious if he was um you know if she was just constantly trying not to have you know, to give up her Jerry, quote unquote. Um <laughs> Maybe um, she was too sweet for him. You know, like if you yeah. want to be a prostitute, I don't think you can be that sweet, you know. I've never seen, like, usually they have a rough edge about them. Do you know what I mean? Like, you have to have, I don't know. I thought her backstory, as presented to Joni, was good. You know, my my brother thinks I'm yes. meek and mild, yes. but I had a boyfriend, so I'm just, you know, a pragmatist, and they can stick it in me, and that's fine. Yeah, that was... But she that said was... that to Joni, not to Sai. Maybe she should have said that to Sai. Yeah. But he would have probably questioned her more, maybe. I don't know. Maybe she was seducing the wrong person. Yeah. Mm. Although, can, can you really seduce Sai? Like, I don't know if you can. I've, Tony I've, has, but I don't know. 
Yeah. I might have without even trying. Yeah, like. like I think he's just he's infatuated. Just, yeah, he's just really taken with her. Well, we follow Flora downstairs to one of the horror's rooms where a horror is rubbing ointment, <laughs> I think, on one of her tits. <laughs> is that what she was doing? <laughs> she was rouge. Well, she's doing something there. They were out though. <laughs> yep. Boy, howdy. Yeah. Wow, it's yeah, it's just 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 a normal day. We're just hanging yeah. out with our boobs and eating and having they're a break. Wait, they're waiting for the titty liquor. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> he makes the rounds. He was he, he, he no, goes he goes to the gym first. He was starting he was starting at the other end of town and he was on his way. He's running full speed. And he just hasn't hadn't made it there yet. Maybe the Bella Union has its own titty liquor, <laughs> and one day they're gonna walk outside at the same time. And <laughs> do you think he's the post? And they'll, and they'll go, brother. Brother, <laughs> and then they'll embrace in the thoroughfare. Honestly, I think he might be the the postman of the town, and he's delivering mail while he's licking titties. <laughs> that's why he's got to do it so fast. Is <laughs> he like he's like the stamp guy, or rain or shine? Yeah, because he's like you know he licks, he licks lick a titty, little sta- lick a stamp. Yeah, exactly. And maybe he sticks stamps on the titties that he's licked. <laughs> <laughs> these like postage stamps on people's nipples <laughs> and the pasty was born <laughs> all right flora gives the other whore two dollars for an apple and cheese and she goes outside and eyeballs uh an escape route she's, oh, that really, she was doing? Bi- she's really bitchy about the apple and the cheese mm. so i'm saying the exact same thing you were that's what oh is that <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you didn't. Was it not clear? No, I I didn't get that. I even wrote I even wrote down what is she looking at? You know, I mean, I was trying to figure it out. Yeah, I didn't know either. And I was kind of distracted because with the guy also, and the fact that she she was like totally losing her her character at that point and just letting everything hang out. So okay, obviously she is. She is done with whatever she was using that character for, because... You mean Terrence? Yeah, she's just letting it all hang out to everybody. The the other whores at the thing, and this guy, and and all of that. But I, I couldn't figure out what she was looking at. Yeah, she's looking at uh, if the top uh, stairs, the upper stairs... Where does it let out? Oh, it lets out to a balcony, and then from there I can climb onto the sign thing, and maybe I can shimmy down that pole if yeah. I have to get out. Makes if things, sense. If things turn turn bad. Makes sense. Which they do, and that's what she does later, so. She kind of makes them turn out badly. Yeah. I mean, there well, are... she's not patient. No, but there's like a dozen ways to... I'm... That's why I say I was really disappointed in her. I I'd gotten... I mean, you get the idea that they've done this before. Numerous times, just by what the the kid, the other, the guy says. Maybe they've never been in a rough town like Deadwood before, though. Mm. Maybe. That's possible. Yeah, there's no law here. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't expect that they'd be beaten to shit, so. (laughs) (laughs) Doc knocks at Alma's door. He tells her about Trixie, then calls Alma's offer to establish Trixie in New York as a cruel masquerade. Alma tells the doctor to pass along a new message to Trixie that Trixie is not only welcome to come with her and the girl to New York, but she's necessary. And I think this is very sweet of Alma. Yes. She can tell that, you know, the insults last time were hmm. not 
not probably not uh, genuine. I mean, the woman's just tried to kill herself, so obviously, yeah, there was a lot going on there. I really like the doctor this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I like the I like him every episode though. I, uh, yeah, I was gonna say same he's thing. a good character. Yeah, yeah, he really is good. Mm. Does he ever sleep? I don't think he does. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe a nap here or there, but I, I just I'm amazed that he's able to function. Just at the amount of people that are constantly coming at him with requests and And have we have we seen is he a drinker? I can't remember. Have we seen him drinking? Yeah, you, yeah, Matt, Matt Yeah, he drinks on his off hours. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now what his definition of off hours is, considering what we were just saying about how yeah. <laughs> people are coming at him all the time, I don't know. We've never seen him on his his off hours, but maybe it's just not very interesting. That's why we haven't seen it. Find the nearest golf course to Deadwood. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in a way, I get the idea that he welcomes all of that, all of the crazy stuff. Because, I mean, I think we kind of established that he seems like somebody who's running away from something psychologically. You know, that he's, he's got some bad stuff in his in his history, whether it's the war or what it is. Yeah. So all of this might serve as a really good distraction for him. Well, we go to the claim briefly. Ellsworth is off the hook for witnessing Brom Garrett's murder. So I didn't understand what happened here. As they're going up and they're talking about looking off to the right and stuff. And That's where the, the, uh, the gold was. That's where the, 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 uh, Okay, are they actually Thanks. showing him where the gold is? And the, is yes. this is this entire thing legit? Is what I want to know. Or is there some sort yes. of understanding? Yes, it's legit. legit. But the, Dan was instructed by L not to act like he knows exactly where the gold is. He was supposed. To, oh, there is gold here. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. And Ellsworth is supposed to be surprised too. Okay, I thought maybe the gold was higher up and they were like planting some gold here so they just look around here and they would never like discover the stuff higher up or something. No. No, they're being they're being legit. All right. Yeah. It almost and it seems was- like uh Ellsworth needs that like Ellsworth needs to pretend that he knows where the gold is where Dan is, is supposed to pretend he doesn't. Mm. Or or at least uh he knows where to look. Yeah. I'm just glad they didn't kill off Jim Beaver because he's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I am too. Flora has brought lunch for Miles. So sweet. Is it? (laughs) (laughs) She tells him she wants to do the big heist now because her boss is onto her, but she can move the dike. Miles thinks that Flora simply wants an excuse to murder someone. So is that what they do? They just steal personal belongings? That's how they make their living? Seems to be. But what was his? What was the? What was the brother's task? He did, uh, he could maybe steal gold dust from the bar from Al. Maybe he was casing that yeah. place and being making himself kind of an inside man, and she was casing the other place. And so is she the boss out of them too? I think she is, huh? Oh, good God, yes. Oh, yes, and in fact, that's one of Sai's excuses to shoot Miles. Mm. Yeah. That he he is a man should not have let her treat him like a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> I also write that Flora eats that apple like a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> loved I loved her when she just stabbed it with a knife and put it in her. Oh, she, 
She's, she's so cool. She's like, so <laughs> I thought it was funny later when I was like, you, you've got ferret eyes. And I was, yeah, you beady little I, ferret I, eyes. I said, I was like, she has like the most dead, like close set eyes. Like, <laughs> you know, she is, looks like, I don't know. She just shark. She's like a, a Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's a shark. But yeah, it was just funny that Sai noticed it too. And, but it just, it just, I find it weird that she is like, isn't she like, isn't her character like Veronica Mars? Isn't she like a good character? Like, a good, yeah. Yeah. yeah but she's a badass. Weird? Yeah. But she's a. Uh... Does she have dead eyes in that show? No. <laughs> no. no. Yeah, that's the thing. That, that, I find that amazing that an actor can portray dead eyes. Do you know what I mean? That's really, uh, that's a really good skill. Emotionless. <laughs> yeah, just emotionless. Psychopath like, eyes yeah. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's actually it's really great to to see her in this role. It's yeah. so different than anything else. This is the girl that was in Frozen. <laughs> yeah. Another yeah. one I didn't see yet. She was a villain on Heroes, wasn't she? Was she? L. Um, I think. Well, she teamed up with Siler, right? So yeah, I think she was a baddie. Yeah. Seth knocks at Alma's door, and I write in my notes. What the hell does she do in there all day? <laughs> No, seriously, what does she do in there? She's in her room all day. She doesn't have the internet or anything, so no TV. Yeah. What's going on in there? A lot of people, especially upper-class women, spent a lot of time just indoors because it wouldn't have been proper for her to go out any place by herself. At least her room, it looks like it has two, like it's two rooms. Mm -hmm. The bedroom part and then the sitting area. She maybe was, she uh, has maybe she has some books. Yeah, I was maybe hoping she's teaching Crevar and Swath how to talk. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what she's doing. Yeah, maybe they're like make, doing a, teaching a puzzle things. together, and they're like you know playing games, playing games. They're patty, shoots patty, and ladders. I don't know, <laughs> whatever the shit they did back in those days. <laughs> whatever the shit. <laughs> a lot of staring out the window. Playing solitaire. Yeah, a know. hell of a lot of looking out the window. Yeah. Thing about yeah. your question, what what she could be doing, and all the stuff that that they used to spend their time on, you know, I'm not sure she's got stuff to do any of that. Like, I don't know if she's got books or or they used to do a lot of needlework. And I didn't see know. any of that in the room. Yeah, I always kind of wondered, like, a uh, like when I watched a show like Downton like, Abbey, I was like, what are the people up like the people upstairs? Like, what do they what do they do? They mm. don't do it like they let everybody do the thing for them. And what do right. they do? Well, they're always got a bug collection. Yeah. Well, that, maybe. That, that's one reason they would talk about you know um, upper class women being incredibly bored and and <laughs> kind of useless and and I think uh, one of the women's rights act was it Elizabeth Cady Stanton or or Susan B Anthony talked about how. Women had two choices. They could either be a drudge um, by marrying. Married women had two choices. One was being a drudge if they married a poor man mm-hmm. uh, to spend their life just cleaning and cooking and you know twenty four hours a day just working, or a an ornament, um, yeah. at just trying to make sure you're pretty all the time mm. without any real purpose in life. If she was living in New York City, she would have friends, presumably society friends. They would do have lunches. They would 
mm-hmm. organize charity activities and mm-hmm. functions to make themselves feel better. Could you imagine organizing charity activities in Deadwood? Exactly. Well, she's got exactly. She has no friends here. Right. She has. Exactly. There's no other women like her. She's, exactly. She hasn't left the room, so right. it's not like a. It's a big house where she could walk all over the house and right. And it's not like she has, you know, if she plays an instrument that she has, you know, piano or or violin or something. And <laughs> and it's not like she's got drawing, you know, because ladies drew, you know, they were taught how to draw, how to how to play instruments, do needlework, that kind of stuff. But well, we did we did see her uh, earlier in the thoroughfare with the girl getting yeah. their vaccinations. Maybe she does go out in the camp and do things. Maybe she goes out in the the woods or something on a nature walk or something. And we just don't see it because she, if there was a scene in which somebody came to her hotel room and knocked at the door and she didn't answer, we would say, what the point, what was the point of that? Mm-hmm. Of us seeing it that she's not in her hotel room. But if she went out for nature walks or something, she would need an escort. And mm-hmm. the only escort she's got at this point is Bullock. Mm, hey, maybe. She doesn't. I think she doesn't want people to know she's a bug collector. I think they would think she's so gross. You know? Well, that's the other. That's the other option. I would think she was cool though. But I mean, bug collecting. I don't know. As long, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I like bugs. <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways. So anyway, Seth knocks at the door, and he's brought some gold to show her. She then explains to Crevelorn Swath that she's going downstairs to Mr. Farnham's absurd restaurant yeah, to speak that. to Mr. Bullock. I love that. I love that she it's called it an absurd restaurant. restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I love that. So downstairs in in the restaurant, Seth asks Alma if learning about the gold changes her mind about leaving, since she changes her mind so often. <laughs> but, ooh, passive-aggressive much. Yeah, really. <laughs> She thinks she ought to leave to care for the child, but Seth wants to know why she can't care for her here. Ooh, they've got googly eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure out why he wanted her to stay, other than the possibility that he's got, you know, an interest in her. But why would he want her to stay? I think that's why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's hot. She's <laughs> she's smoking. Yeah. <laughs> she's. Like the only respectable woman that we've seen in the entire show. (laughs) She's beguiling. (laughs) And he is a respectable fellow. Extremely respectable fellow. Maybe he has to have her around. uh, Maybe he likes the kind of temptation aspect. Like, because he's married, he feels like if she's, if she's around and I'm not touching her, I'm a good guy. Yeah. Or some, you know, some people, they used to talk about, um, Someone like that being a reminder of home, of why they're there, mm-hmm. you know, who, who's at home waiting for them to kind of bring them back to a different reality. Okay. Because Deadwood is a very different reality from like an eastern city or a midwestern city. And uh, I would think that you could get caught up in, in that world and start thinking of that as as normal for the for the world if you don't watch out perhaps he respects how she was able to abstain from the laudanum and clean up her act and, and she, he doesn't want to see her go back to new york city and become an ornament for some man that he respects her and wants to wants her to stay and become her own person and not be run off mm-hmm. huh. maybe that 
Okay. Or or she's just hot. I don't know. I think she's just hot. <laughs> yeah. I think it's yeah. just, you know, it's just that simple. <laughs> Miles asks Al permission to leave the bar to go look for his dad. Flora has heard a rumor that someone matching his description is down by lead. Al will stand metal for the horse. And Dan adds, I'll pay for your sister's horse. <laughs> oh, come on, Dan. Get over it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I I don't know why everyone is going gaga over the sister anyways because she's so creepy looking. Mm. Like I, I don't know how people are not seeing that she's got ferret eyes. <laughs> mm. She's a ferret. She is. She's very pretty, and she's super cute. I like her. She's very weaselly. I don't know. You're falling for it too, Matt. You're falling. Maybe maybe they gave her contacts or something to shrink her. No, she's got she's got weird close set eyes. It's weird. Hmm. She's weird looking. <laughs> I, I was just wow. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, there, Veronica Mars, whatever your name is. I can't remember. Kristen, I, Bell. I was, again? Kristen Bell. Ah, uh, that's right. I was more put off by just her, you know, her like uh, her resting face, which is like uh, like a stink face, like just you know what you What's know. A it's stink just, face. It's just like me, like a. A mean-looking face oh. for her resting face, like oh. her default look. Default. Look. I think she was pissed when she was in bed with Joni. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. Like God, I gotta sleep with this lady. <laughs> yeah, I gotta. Well, she slept, she slept with that old guy. That seemed grosser, I would think. Mm. Well, yeah, but the cuddling, the the spooning—it's so for her. It's, it's oh yeah, gross. she wouldn't be a cuddler. Mm-hmm. She no. ate touch, touching people. Seth walks into the gym. He reports to Al that Alma will not be selling the claim. That rich and fucking thick vein. <laughs> Why was Al so anxious to see him? I couldn't what do you mean? figure that out. Well, he was like, like really anxious to see Seth. And I'm, I couldn't quite figure out why. Well, in this scene, he talks about how the treaty is happening between the Sioux and the government, and maybe they'll be annexed, and perhaps now's a good time to align their interests. So maybe he's eager to talk to him because he wants to put that claim business in the past. He's moved on to something bigger, and he needs Seth on his side. So do you think he's... I mean, you know already, but... <laughs> I I was like, this. Once they started talking and it turned out to be something like that, all I could think of was that Al must have something in mind that he's up to for for Seth, that there's some kind of manipulation thing that he's... Because, you know, it wasn't... What he said to Seth, he could have said any time. It's not like he needs, you know, he needs to see him right away and really excited about it. It just seemed weird. I think that's Al just knows that their interests are aligning, mm. and it's time to put this claim stuff to rest and think about the next. Okay. The the next plan, whatever yeah. that is. All right. And he he either wants Seth on his side or just you know not in the way. Mm-hmm. So Seth gets a shave from Barney the barber. Hey, the barber who you've mentioned <laughs> yeah. who you've mentioned before, but I don't think we've seen really. <laughs> I don't know if we've seen Barney, but we've seen the the barber pole mm. chair shaving fifty cents, haircutting seventy five cents. That's expensive, seems like. Because you know, shaving a haircut two bits. I don't know. Come in. <laughs> yeah. 
Dun, 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 dun. Okay. I I pay like fourteen or fifteen dollars for a haircut, so seventy five cents looks pretty good to me. I pay nothing. I just <laughs> shave my, my hair off. <laughs> it's pretty sweet. At the doc's cabin, Alma apologizes to Trixie. She'd like Trixie to stay with her, the girl, but if she wants to leave, she'll send money, whatever she needs. And Alma gives her a rock with gold flakes in it. Then the square-head girl finally reveals her name. It's Sophia. And according to the subtitles, it's Sophia with an F, not a PH. Uh-huh. Yay, she's got a name! Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you guys are ex- as excited as I am. I <laughs> have. I have she has a name and two exclamation points in in, the, in my notes. That's more like it. There you go. I always thought Lauren was uh, short for Crep Lawrence. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's Sophia. <laughs> uh, Sophia is the feminine version of Lauren. Ah. <laughs> Mel, did you think that the name would be Sophia? I didn't think anything. I thought her name would be... Maybe Sophia Crevlorn. <laughs> I thought it'd be something more foreign-sounding. I thought I'm really well, hoping I, her last name is Crevlorn. It is. The hoping I, they pronounce Sophia at uh, Swath in her native language. Mm-hmm. So Swath Crevlorn. Let Carol speak. <laughs> I, I apologize. Ah, please, please, no, no. I just thought that Sophia just seemed a little. Southern European rather than, you know, like I was expecting something more like Ingrid or yeah. something like that. I wasn't surprised. Whatever. I was happy. I was happy with I was, I said, oh yay in my notes. Oh yay, Sophia! <laughs> Maybe she just liked the name Sophia and decided gonna, to start calling herself that. Yeah, are you going <laughs> to keep calling her Crevler and Swath? No, she'll be Sophia from now oh. on. Oh! <laughs> Any additional thoughts on Alma and Trixie? That rock had a lot of gold in it. <laughs> yeah, it did. Not just, you know, a few flakes, that's for sure. She was giving her some... She's making her a pretty good offer. Yeah, I wonder what something like that would be worth, just that. At the Bellow Union, Miles puts some money in a horse bust. <laughs> Flora comes in acting all smug and bitchy. She announces that she's quitting, and she wants to go upstairs to ransack Joni's room. Well, look for a pin. <laughs> Joni says, yeah, go for it. Sai doesn't believe it. Joni doesn't believe it either. Not really. Yeah. She goes upstairs, and she asks Flora, do you know the, the good stuff from the fake stuff? Flora pulls a knife on her. Joni's, Joni has the gift of precognition. Flora, you're going to die here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think that was real difficult to figure out yeah. on Joni's part. So Flora goes down the stairs, Sai stops her. What you up to, Flora? But Flora just doesn't get it, so Sai smacks her. She stabs him in the leg, and she and Miles run out of the upstairs balcony. They shimmy down. They don't get very far. They get beat on in the street, and beat on and beat on. <sighs> Yikes. That was brutal. Yeah. That was really brutal. Yeah, and that uh, that total scumbag who's just like delighting in beating on her. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, was that Terrence? Was it, did I get that? I looked for Terrence. I didn't see Terrence in the scene. I thought Terrence. maybe he was the one who picked up the hat or her bonnet or whatever that was out of the street, but it wasn't him. No, that was Sai, right? No, it was some other guy, some rando. Well, the transcripts yeah. wrong. 
Yeah, I don't know who who it was that was actually beating on her, but boy, he looked like he was having a good time. Mm-hmm. That would have been even grosser if it was Terrence. <laughs> ah, you didn't let me have sex with you. I'm gonna beat the shit out of you and enjoy it. Well, I thought maybe he would have. He was the one who picked up her hat, like a oh, souvenir from our good times together. <laughs> but he, he was kind of out of frame, this guy. But I went back a little bit in the scene and saw that guy's. You know, in the costume, and that wasn't Terrence. I don't know who that guy was who picked up her hat. Upstairs, Sai has the kids trussed up in chairs. Flora's beady little ferret eyes can't focus because she's probably concussed. Sai smacks her in her head wound some more. Ouch. He finds Miles guilty of being a cunt and shoots him in the head. He holds the knife in front of Flora. She she makes feeble attempts to grab it, but her fucking skull's broken. Ow. Sai gives his pistol to Joni, makes Joni put Flora out of its misery. Then Joni goes to shoot herself in the head, but Sai stops her. Oh, is that what she was doing? I thought she yeah, was... she she went to put it to blow her own brains out. Oh, I missed Sai that. Sai stopped her. Yeah. I thought yeah, it happens very very fast. Thought she was going to turn it on him. It's also a weird twinkling sound effect when we get Flora's POV shot. Yeah, and I also appreciate that Sai says "broken," not "broke." When she says her skull is broken. Mm. So, points for Psy. He seems more educated than quite a few of the people around. He's well-spoken. He is, yeah. Mm-hmm. So this scene, uh scene's so brutal. Oh, God, yeah. What did you guys think of this? I was shocked that they shot her, especially. Or that they beat on her in the first place. Yeah. That was that was almost more shocking than the uh, the execution yeah, I was spoiled on her being shot, as Matt knows. Okay. You know, the spoilers that my friend accidentally gave me, like, what, two weeks ago? Um, <laughs> they happened immediately. <laughs> she just happened to give them to me, like, yeah. right before. So um, she had said that uh, Veronica Mars gets shot in the head or something like that. Oh. And uh, so... But you did not know the circumstances. No, by the time yeah. by the time they were beating her, you know, half to death, the idea that she would end up dead was not, you know, so shocking. But uh, yeah, the whole way it was done was just incredibly brutal. That was surprising in a way, but as I say, what was more surprising was that was that this character that just seemed so promising. <laughs> Um, just fell apart so quickly. But yeah. Well, at least you didn't have to wait long for your spoiler to be. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Robin, what did you think of this scene? Yeah, this is uh, it's horrifying. I mean, you knew that these guys were, you know, horrible people, especially Sai. Sai yeah. uh, implied how uh, horrifically violent he could be to uh, Joni when they had that discussion in her room. I think it was a couple episodes ago. But you don't realize how how freaking scary this guy can be until this scene. I mean, even his uh, right hand man was just kind of like, "Uh, this is a uh, a bit too much here. <laughs> mm-hmm. What's going on?" And uh, it's such a it's such a complicated relationship between Sai and Joni. It's like was it was as if like Sai was trying to teach Joni a lesson about not being stupid. 
or not trying to be swindled by these people and also being like super disgusted um, with uh, Flora and uh, whatever the guy's name is. The other Miles. guy's Miles. Yeah. Miles. So uh, yeah, I find, I find Cy and Joni's uh, relationship super complicated as well. Just oh, like yeah. Al and Trixie. I just, they're really interesting and horrifying at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was interesting to go along with what you were saying, Robin, that um, once you saw how he acted and what happened to them, Joni's comments to Floor about, um, you're going to die here, uh, made a whole lot of sense. Um, you know, that she she knows Cy and his, because all Cy had to do was do a little signal to everybody and they knew what was going on. Um, so this is well established and his right hand man, I mean, you didn't, you got the feeling he knew exactly what was going to happen in that room. Even while he was saying, this is too much. He was also like, and I've seen him do it plenty of times before. It was the feeling I got. Mm -hmm. I got that feeling when he came down the stairs and said to Joni, uh, like he's ready for you or Cy wants to see you. And they kind of, she kind of slowly walks up the stairs like, okay, here we go again. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So did you say there's a reason why these characters weren't around longer? Or? Well, I have some quotes here from Jim Beaver. Now, normally, Ina posts Jim Beaver's comments on each episode in the Facebook group. Mm. So, folks, if you're listening to this podcast but you're not on the Facebook group, you're missing some good insights because Ina has been posting us Jim Beaver's thoughts. Yeah, it's been great. as we go through, and it's it's Beaver been... Watch. Gotcha. <laughs> oh boy. Oh no. Anyway, Jim Beaver writes, Flora and Miles. Hmm. It's my understanding that these two characters were planned for a much longer arc than was what was finally seen. I do not know any of the facts regarding the sudden curtailment of their storyline. I repeat, I know none of the actual facts. But those of us on the show, I think, took the shortening of the storyline and its brutal and very final resolution as a bit of an object lesson. There was once a TV show, so a story goes, which employed a pair of young actors for an interesting story arc. Deals were made, filming began, and then, so the story goes, the representatives of one of those actors asked for more money as a condition of that actor's continuation in a role for which the deal had already been made, an action generally looked upon with disfavor in the TV business. The performer, so the story goes, did not know of the representative's actions, but felt the results nonetheless. What resulted was a quick and decisive determination by the producer to end the storyline and do away vigorously and most finally with the performer's character. The other actor was what's known as collateral damage. I do not know if this little fable is true, but it is the one that circulated in the camp in late 2003. Wow. 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 You can be undone by your your agent. Oh man, yeah, that sucks. I think Veronica Mars started the same year. Oh. Uh, yeah, I think we're all thinking it's Kristen Bell, not Miles. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Who had the agent? Who was probably like, yeah, she's really good. You should pay her more money, or I could just kill her. <laughs> Maybe. Hmm. I haven't seen the Miles guy in anything else. <laughs> I haven't either. Yeah. He was unremarkable, so maybe you have, and you just didn't notice. Yeah, yeah. yeah this this aired May two thousand four. Veronica Mars started September two thousand four. 
Oh, there you go. Any additional thoughts on the um, on the big scene of the episode? I thought Sai was really gross. That's all I wrote about that. Is yeah. yeah. And I just, I didn't like how he why he killed Miles. I didn't like that. No, she, you know she's the boss of you. So yeah. there you go. You deserve to die. He would have killed him either way. He would have killed him either <laughs> yeah. way. But it's a shitty reason to kill someone. Absolutely. And yeah. but it, it just made it. It just made it even worse. Like in the next scene, like they're just like, you know, like Al and EB are talking about it, like, oh, sh- stupid kids, oh, they deserve to die, you know, <laughs> like whatever. Like mm-hmm. she just tried to steal some 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 jewels. Like, yeah, just kick her out. Uh, you don't need well, to stab him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. No, if if two children steal some trinkets from your favorite whore, you have to beat them in public until they're concussed, then tie them up, taunt them, and then force your favorite whore to shoot one of them in the face. It's <laughs> yeah. like the rule. Yeah. It's like what you do. Yeah. I felt like, yeah. Yeah, I felt that, like that was really psychotic. It's Deadwood, man. Forget about it. Yeah. It's a hell of a place to make your fortune. Yeah. <laughs> I just, at this point, I hate Sai more than L. Mm. At this point, I like. I actually like. Yeah, do we want to revisit Harold's question? Was it Harold who asked, "Who do you think is worse, Sai uh, or Al?" At this point, Sai. Yes. I don't think. I think Al would at least kill someone quickly and be done with it. Well, yeah. Like you know, he'd be more efficient. He wouldn't torture someone like that. Mm. That yeah. was that was really heartless. I thought. I feel like Al at least has a heart, you know. Hmm. Yeah, I, in a bizarre sort of way, it's coming out of, I may even be reversing my position with the exact same words. I'm not sure because I don't remember what I said, but somewhere in the back of my head, I feel like I said the exact opposite of what I'm about to say, which is that it seems like Al is more, it's more about business. Mm-hmm. And Sai, it's more personal. Like, I don't get the feeling Al actually enjoys killing anybody. Yeah, but Sai said he didn't yes. enjoy either. Yeah, that's what he said. But I don't think I believe him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was mm. the question I had. Do people think he was serious in what he was saying or not? Because, I mean, Al killed convincing. people because, okay, you know, up oh, they're in the way, let's kill them. Yeah, you gotta do it. And but... he doesn't, I mean, it doesn't feel regretful or anything. He doesn't care one way or another but this guy Sai it seems like he uses needing to kill somebody as a way to get rid of a lot of real ugly stuff inside himself yeah he's more of a monster I think he's got a lot of hatred yeah just the way he threatened Joni that last episode there I didn't like that either like he's just Mm -hmm. I don't like his way and he's not as funny as Al <laughs> no, not even close. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't really seem to have much of a sense of humor at all. <laughs> yeah. I I can totally understand why Joni doesn't want to be around him anymore. And also that why Joni is obviously unhappy and scared and mm-hmm. suicidal. Mm. Yeah. Obviously, the beating is is terrible, but I find the taunting to be the most yeah. egregious. Yeah, how he first he taps her in her head wound several times, mm-hmm. and then he holds the knife out in front of her and makes her try to grab it. Yeah, and she can't, which is and it's so pathetic. Yeah, that she that she, I I feel such pity for her, mm-hmm. and she's a horrible person. I know her brother, quote unquote, is not so bad. Yes, he's a criminal, but they're all, they've all run con games. Yeah. They're no better or worse than yeah. 
anybody. I mean, it's hypocritical if you say don't steal from me when you're a thief. So yeah, mm-hmm. there's no moral side doesn't have any moral high ground. But I, I like Miles. I thought he was before we saw him go up in that room. He was giggling with that whore, putting that money in her yeah. blouse. Yeah, he's like a kid. Yeah, he he's is, like a dopey kid, fun. and so I feel bad for him too, yeah. <laughs> like more than her. Mm-hmm. Though I still feel bad for her. It's a shitty situation all around, and Sai is just gross, and this scene is yep. horrible. Yeah, and that's why this is my favorite episode of the first season. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it's the one that stuck out in my memory. Exactly. <laughs> this is the scene that stuck with me for. 10 years or whenever I watched this. Like, I remember this scene so much. Wow. Because it was, like, such a defining moment for so many of these characters. Yeah, Miles really... He's an almost an innocent in the whole thing. I mean, he seems like he could be a really nice kid. He's just is totally controlled by her, and she's pretty awful. But And I understand what you mean about feeling bad for her, because Sai is being terrible. But I also thought it was interesting that, you know, she sees that knife and even in just barely being able to function at all, she's reaching for that knife. And if he'd let her have it, she would have tried to kill him. She has a, a yeah, um, a good she's sense, a scrapper. A good sense of self preservation. She's a survivalist. Yeah. And no. yet, you know, she did almost everything possible to get the two of them killed. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's true. This episode. Yeah. I mean, if she had had done anything sensible whatsoever, they could have gotten out of town. But she did everything to antagonize people, to let people know what she was doing. She played, you know, she was just daring them to kill the two of them. Mm-hmm. It was weird. Maybe she had kind of a death wish going on. Yeah. She had a total death wish. Yeah. But I see like what you mean by the whole – I mean basically what Jim Beaver was talking about. It did seem like this character took like a huge turn in this episode. Yeah. Like, yeah. She wasn't acting like this last episode. Like they skipped to the end of her story arc. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No, what Jim Beaver said makes total sense. Total sense. I could definitely see that being what was going on because I really thought that we were going to have – some like a long a really nice long arc with these two and they were going to be really interesting and And yet i kind of like that it's so abbreviated Mm -hmm. it's it comes way out of left field like you it's not telegraphed the way it would have been if it was a long arc Mm -hmm. it's it's shocking like you you feel like these two characters are really going to go someplace and then boom they're gone what? Yeah. That just happened? I can't believe that. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Well, it's now nighttime. We're at the gem. EB delivers news that Miles and Flora are late night vills for Mr. Wu's pigs. Al and Dan are like, eh. I love how Dan gets over it immediately pretty yeah. much. <laughs> yeah, that was that was interesting. Yeah. Like, oh well, I got fooled by her. Yeah. I th- yeah, I thought he would be more embarrassed about it, but mm-hmm. or shocked, or or, or even like defensive up. or broken up. Yeah, like yeah. oh whatever, you know. But no, he's fine. It's just whatever. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so Al and Eb talk about the claim, and Al asks Eb if 
he went to the limit regarding the claim, the full 20000 E.B.'s like, eh, not quite. So Al wonders if perhaps offering the widow the full 20000 would have made them both rich. It was only a difference of 500 wasn't it? Yeah, no, it wouldn't, but it was enough to make E.B. vomit. Or <laughs> want to vomit. Yeah. And it... Twenty thousand does sound better than nineteen five, mm. as you know. Every everybody who is in marketing will tell you. You know, <laughs> it's the reason why it's nineteen ninety nine or nineteen ninety five instead of twenty dollars. Yeah. Our final thought from Al is that he wants to know what Sai is paying Wu because he doesn't want to be overcharged on disposal fees. <laughs> <laughs> I love that too. On the balcony of the Bella Union, Joni is standing and outside. She's joined by Sai. He wants her to know that he doesn't enjoy that kind of thing. Huh. He has to act like he does. Sure. He has to do those kinds of things so that his henchmen know the rules. I kind of find this scene more gross than the the scene with the execution. Really? Right. Yeah. yeah, just how sleazy and like, like how he's trying to manipulate her and she's just not having any of it. And yeah. I don't know. He's just even he just seems like even more of a bad person here just trying to justify his actions. Yeah, that's true. And especially with her reaction, you know, you can tell that she's not buying it. I mm-hmm. mean, this guy has been just by her reaction you can tell that this guy has been abusive for a really 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 long time. Mm-hmm. And he's one of those that will be abusive and then come back and say, oh, well, you know, I didn't mean it, and and then be abusive. I didn't love you. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. It's the never knowing where you stand with him that is exhausting. I think, didn't she say that in an earlier episode? Maybe. I can't remember now. Kind of just exhaustion of having to know where his mood is. Mm. Yeah. And it would be tiring, because you never know if he's going to be psychotic or, like, a loving guy. He tells her that she brings warmth into his life, and he wants to set her up with her own place. Her own brothel, maybe. And she could be like, come back later, Sai, I'm busy. Sure, she could be. And Joni's like, oh god, just kill me or let me go. And he's like, that's what I was saying, I'll let you go. She's like, yeah, but she didn't mean it. Yeah. Well, but the thing is, he doesn't say he'll let him, her go. He says, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll let you go a little bit. Yeah. I'll still be stopping by, but yeah. you could say, hey, maybe later. A looser rain is yeah, the way yeah. to put it. I'm going to get for you a longer leash. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. I, I, I want you to have a long leash so that, you know, so that you can feel a lot freer before I pull you back with a yank. Yeah. Whenever I feel like it. But uh, yeah, you get the idea that she's she really knows Sai. Like she's she says that you know if he doesn't kill her or let her go, you know it's she's gonna have to defend herself here. And she and you know it, it showed that when she was talking to Flora, like you're you're going to die here. <laughs> I know I know Sai, and he's not gonna let this stand at all. Mm-hmm. that's more reason why she's been exhausted since she came to town (laughs) it was supposed to be a fresh start it doesn't feel like a fresh start she's always walking this rager's edge of his temper Mm -hmm. and yeah kill me or let me go because I just can't take this Mm. it's so sad it is and um, 
we get a lot of dimension to Joni here. How long do you guys... Well, do you guys think that she'll uh, end up killing him? Mm. Matt? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I mean, Matt A. What do you think? (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, I think that's a good question. (laughs) It is a good question. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm thinking he's going to end up getting... She's going to end up getting killed because... Yeah, I find trying to kill him. I think, I think he's going to win out in the end. Yeah, you think? In that regard. Yeah. yeah. I don't know about that. Because the women keep surprising you in this show. Yeah, somebody's got to disappoint you at some yeah. point. <laughs> because they keep they keep coming out stronger than you would expect them yeah, to. Yeah, somebody has to like fulfill the the status quo of, you know, being downtrodden and yeah. getting beat by the the man. I mean, you think they could ever come to any sort of new arrangement that would make Joni happy? I don't know. She doesn't if, trust if, if somebody, if some, if he does like end up killing her or getting her killed or she commits suicide or something, someone will make Sai pay for it in some way. Like he'll get his comeuppance, but Eddie, <laughs> yes. And then Eddie will take over the Bella Union, and he'll be super awesome at all times. <laughs> right. That's his. That's his sidekick's name there, Eddie. Eddie. Yeah. Eddie Sawyer. Hmm. Sawyer. There was a review of this episode uh, by the AV Club. Mm-hmm. And one of the comments says, Bell's final moments are, as others have said many times before, some of the most fucked up television ever. The kind of stuff that probably gives David Lynch a boner. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> She's yeah. dead in the pig pen being eaten. <laughs> Yeah, I can see him doing something like the uh, where she's got like the head, the head wound, and she can't grasp the knife and all that, and being tortured. Oh. It seems like something out of Blue Velvet. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah. Although, wasn't it? What was the pocket? I was listening to WTF with um, Amber Tamblin, and she wrote a book recently about uh, like female celebrities that have died. Like she wrote like a book of poetry about it, and okay. she got David Lynch to illustrate one of the poems and uh she she sent him a poem where this woman gets killed oh no yeah she just dies from like a drug overdose mm. and he was like that's too depressing like i can't do it i can't do an illustration <laughs> it's I, it's too much i can't do it <laughs> so she had to send him another one weird yeah because he was just too offended by it <laughs> yeah i thought that was interesting anyways <laughs> Didn't, it didn't sound. It's you know. Maybe he's it's just surprising. Very... It's just surprising because he's so dark. Usually, maybe we get a brief scene of Alma singing "Row, row, row your boat to <laughs> Sophia." What's up with that song? Is that the only song anyone knows? It's the only song like, oh, for kids, for children, <laughs> for children. Kind of like how on Game of Thrones, there's only the Bear, the Maiden Fair, and uh, the other Reigns one, of the Lannister, the Reigns of Castamere. <laughs> they have that's, two songs. It's a huge world, two songs. That's because that's the only ones that George R. R. Martin ever mentions in the book. <laughs> <laughs> I think there were a couple others, but they don't... Maybe. Uh, yeah. Oh, I want to see everyone on Game of Thrones go, row, 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 row your, your boat. boat. <laughs> <laughs> there's got to be some other ones. Yeah. I must admit, I have fallen into that trap of when trying to come up with a simple song that people will know, coming up with Row, Row, Row Your Boat. It's It's pretty easy. Yeah. It's a go-to. Yeah. Old MacDonald had a fun. (laughs) 
Joni spots Trixie walking in the thoroughfare, as does Alma and Doc. They all watch her enter the gym. That was surprising. Jewel is still scrubbing that blood stain. David, the night bartender, is asleep at the bar. Trixie goes upstairs, gives him, gives Al the rock with gold flakes. He wants to see the tracks in her arm. She slaps him. Then she takes off her clothes and climbs into bed. That was, This was a really surprising scene. Did anybody else notice how her putting the rock down on the table looked an awful lot like when she put the gun down on the end table? Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's the parallel, the kind of coming to bed. Yep. She goes away, she has adventures, then she comes back. And she does something that will tell him that she is committed to him. I thought you were going to say that she does something to scare him into thinking that she never will come back. No. Because he looks at, he wants to see those, he wants to see her arm. Because like he, mu- he must have this feeling that she's going to kill herself or she's done this before or he always thought she might do this. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I... All the way through, there's a couple different times when I'm saying, why is he looking for her so... What is it? Is it because of his deal with the widow? Is it because... And I don't think I ever came up with him actually being concerned about her until you mentioned it just now. But that makes sense. Yeah, it seemed like genuine concern. Yeah. And then I think the slap was, how dare you be concerned how no, just how dare you hmm. kill me or let me go <laughs> maybe yeah so who's got the better relationship between her and al and neither I, and <laughs> neither yeah right neither it's they're they're very similar although at this point i still like it's still like less gross to me the alan trixie thing than well she seems to be getting away with a lot Compared to the first episode, mm-hmm. where she got beat up. Mm-hmm. Like, she gets off pretty easy most times, it seems. Well, she had killed somebody the first time. Yeah. Well, this time she, like, completely screwed over she a deal. A custom. Screwed over a deal and then ran away for days or whatever. Or a day. Do you think Al was worried about her? Probably. Is that why he was like, where is where's that whore? Like, do you think he was actually worried <laughs> about her? Hmm. Yeah. I think he was. I think so, too. Well, that was the episode, unless you guys have any further thoughts. No. Nope. Well, Mel predicted that a caravan of children would arrive and be forced to listen to the Reverend's sermon and pan for gold. We didn't even see the Reverend this episode. No. I was uh, wrong. I really, I really wanted to bust on him, too. What was that? I said I really wanted to join in on busting on the Reverend. Uh, but I, you know, you, <laughs> you, don't don't you don't like him. He's creepy, guys. He is creepy. creepy. He is. He just likes to smile. He's a good time guy. <laughs> <laughs> Smiling keeps the demon ends at bay. <laughs> I'm really concerned that you just said that, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> that person just likes to smile. There's nothing wrong with them. Said <laughs> 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 the Joker. <laughs> yeah. Mel also predicted stiff competition amongst the grifters, plus a cat fight between Joni and Flora. No, there wasn't a cat fight, there was cuddling. Oh, I was really wrong. Holy shit. 
So wrong. <laughs> Matt predicted that all the horrors would get pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> can't disprove that, though. It might have happened. It's true. Also, he predicted that the grifter kids are going to cause some suffering and maybe try to swindle Al, and Al might kill them. Oh. Oh. Psy oh. killed them. Oh, so yeah. Funny. Closest one. Half a point. Carol predicted something to do with the Reverend Alma and the Squarehead Girl. <laughs> it was very nebulous prediction. <laughs> very, very vague. But I think she was going for some sort of like the Reverend with the Alma and the girl were kind of have some kind of relationship. Mm, I don't begin. <laughs> I have what? no idea what I was. I don't know. Thinking, but I was wrong, which is not unusual. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. Um, I don't want to see the, the Reverend have a relationship with the girl. <laughs> No, that's not where... I meant more of a mentoring relationship. Okay. Okay. A fatherly kind of relationship. Oh, okay. Well, at least I'm consistent in my being totally wrong every time. (laughs) Mel predicted three deaths. Carol and Matt each predicted one death. There were two. Miles and Flora. (laughs) Who wins? Miles shot by Cy. Flora shot by Joni. Who wins? No one wins. No. Matt wins. Yay. Matt always wins. I win. Oh. We're all winners for participating. Uh-uh. Do we all get a medal? Sure. Participation medal, yes. Yay! <laughs> Mine is shinier than yours. Oh. <laughs> this contest is not a competition. <laughs> this, <laughs> this contest is not a competition. Isn't that an oxymoron? <laughs> Okay, we have some feedback today. The first is from Nutty. Yay, Nutty. Yay. Matt, why don't you read this one? Okay. Well, I expected more from Flora. I really did. But she went all spike, got bored with the plan, and had to act out. Sai is scary, but we knew that, didn't we? I thought Jane was going to get involved, but sadly she didn't. Still, I'm sure this will make her harder on Sai. Jane? She, 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 you know, she was in. The, she was shown when they were getting beaten. They showed Jane standing, administering the vaccines, and kind of staring and not inter- intervening. I think. I think she means she thought uh, Joni would get involved because it only makes sense with the. I'm sure this will make her harder on Cy if it's Joni. Maybe has yeah. Jane ever had dealings with Cy before? Not that I know. Of. No. I really feel for Joni, and you can see how Joni and Trixie are the same. Except I think Trixie cares more for Al. I think she's getting something Joni isn't. My plans for Alma to have a lesbian marriage are being dashed so sad. (laughs) I thought a spike with the being bored with the plan with Flora as well. But but it came out so much better when Spike was bored with the plan. Well, it's easier to be reckless when you're immortal. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. true. All right, our next feedback is audio feedback from Will. Yay. Willie Johnson here. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Fuck you guys. I'm kidding. <laughs> I love you guys. I truly, truly love you guys. Oh, we love you too. I truly, madly, deeply do. Whoa. Uh, anyway, how you guys were right last episode when you were talking about how people don't really care when they get older, so they just don't care about being naked around people because... <laughs> 
I know like in the gym and some other places, let's see, mostly older guys walking around naked, but the younger guys tend to stay clothed. And <laughs> you know what they say about things pretty much drooping down to the floor? It's not as much of an exaggeration as you might think it is. It's kind of true. So oh. I know I have that to look forward to and Matt and Matt have that to look forward to and oh. people we, people who love us have to look forward to seeing that. <laughs> Getting older spun. So this episode, oh. I wrote down 10 in pussy, 10 in pharaoh, 10 in booze. I think I just like hearing the word pussy. So it's a funny word, pussy. I don't know why, but it's funny. I like how uh, the symbol for Trixie is a pussy, the little diamond that, what's his name, made when he was looking for Trixie. Uh, she didn't have an attitude. She just said her pussy hurt. There it is again, the word pussy. What is it with me and pussy? So this episode, uh, the first part of the episode, I was kind of bored, wasn't really into it that much. But around the time where we get to the scene, the robbery scene, that's when things picked up and it wasn't, it didn't let down after that. I didn't like the idea of Veronica Mars becoming a whore, but when she started being a bitch, it kind of got fun just hearing her say fuck and heard her be little ferret eyes. And that was a really tense scene in the one room where Sai is beating up uh, Flora and her brother, and then they finally killed them. But yeah, that was my favorite scene in the episode. And I just I just feel really bad for Trixie. But, oh yeah, what is this episode like? What is it like? Uh, damn you for recording early. Um, it's like that thing that you didn't want to do, but you did anyway. You were talked into it. You did it once, and... Now you don't ever have to do it again, so you're happy. So, yeah, that'll work. I will talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. Okay. Never disappoints. (laughs) Will, I love to hear you talk. (laughs) It's so delightful. You should talk more, Will. (laughs) I just love it. I love it. Will, you should host a podcast. (laughs) Will, I'm surprised you like pussy so much. (laughs) (laughs) It is a delightful word, though. Mm-hmm. It's way better than cunt. I find, yeah, I find, I find it hilarious that there's a guy on Sopranos named Pussy. I know. <laughs> they never explain why that's his name. No, I know. <laughs> and it's kind of you would think that he would hate that, but mm. it doesn't. Robin Williams did a whole thing on on, on it. Pussy? Yeah, it was very funny. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it must be on YouTube somewhere. On the word itself, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Juxtapose juxtaposing the two words and uh, analyzing it in a very funny way. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, the next and last feedback is from Stephanie, so let's... Maybe she has something to say about pussy. Maybe. <laughs> I, I have a feeling she does does not. No. <laughs> I doubt that she does. She might surprise us. She may surprise us. I wonder yeah. if she's going to be in a plane. <laughs> or, or inside a tornado. Yeah. Let's find out. Yeah, we'll see. Suffer for the little children. Is that the name of this one? Hey, this is Stephanie. Yeah, I record my feedback where I can in the car <laughs> or whatever. Um, I hated this episode. I thought I didn't buy it one bit. All of this seemed kind of rush. I, we don't really, I didn't understand all this insight into Joni's past, who, um, the girl reminded her of, like she said, was she a child, a sister herself? I don't know. I'm confused. I didn't buy it. It seemed rushed. Uh, Tolliver, Sai, he's, 
just as bad as Swearingen is, but he just kind of hides it better. The real him came out in that room. And uh, he and Joni have a, like a abusive relationship, abusive uh, relationship. He um, kind of controls her. That it was that's kind of new. Um, overall, hated it. I don't know why. It just it just did not ring true to me. See you later. The calm oh. after the storm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. She brought up a lot of the same points we did, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. things we didn't like. Yeah. Yep. I can see why someone wouldn't like that episode. It is pretty, it is brutal, and it is really, like, a cruel episode. Mm. Yeah, and, and what they did with Flora was, was unfortunate. Yeah. You know? She was a very promising character. Yeah. I guess it surprised me. Mm. And shocked me. Yeah. And I like it when TV shows do that. Yeah. yeah. And they zag when they're supposed to zig. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you for the feedback, Nutty, Will, and Stephanie. Yay! Just thank you. Oh, Robin, would you like to rate this episode? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm going to give it uh 10 out of 10. Uh, ignorant cocksuckers. Because <laughs> it's a great app. It is. <laughs> and I'm I'm slowly losing my faith in ratings. <laughs> So They're are. super so important, see. Robin. So I see, Robin. <laughs> I, I know people are going to be uh, thinking about this rating scale for years to come, and I know whatever I say is going to be very important. Oh, yes. <laughs> so oh, I'm yes. just going to say I enjoyed it, I was uh, intrigued by it, and I was uh, uh, mortified by it. <laughs> it raised lots of emotions, and uh, it didn't do anything wrong. So 10 out of 10. Ignorant cocksuckers. <laughs> All right. <laughs> was there um, was there a reason behind ignorant cocksuckers, or just do you want to do you just want to say cocksuckers? Oh gosh, just to be able to say cocksucker on a, a podcast is great. <laughs> I was just kind of scrolling through the transcript looking for something fun to say, and I saw ignorant cocksucker. Well, there you go then. Ten out of ten, ignorant cocksuckers, Melanie. Oh, really? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I don't know why you guys like this episode so much. <laughs> why? <laughs> why, guys? <laughs> why? I don't know. Why? Okay, well, I'll give my rating. Because I'm also going to give it a 10 out of 10. <laughs> it's my favorite episode of the season. Yay. Because that scene with Miles Flora, Joni, and Sai, and Eddie was there too. Yeah, sure. was just so... Awful and brutal, and it stuck with me for many years. And and I love that it just really comes kind of out of nowhere. Like I mean, we know Flora is she's going to be done in, but we, to have her done in so soon is really a shock. Mm-hmm. And what else? The other a lot of other things happen in this episode. A lot of funny lines, a lot of quotable lines, but really, it's just the side Joni stuff that was the best. So I'll give it 10 out of 10. Funny smells in the air that let you know to get the hell out of the way. <laughs> Carol, what would a, you like to go next? What about yeah, the rest of the episode, though? Sorry. What about the rest of the episode? The rest just of the episode was said, just good. Okay. All right. It was good. I mean, a lot of other stuff happened, but... Okay. Well, I'm going to take points off for the fact they did rush this and, and all of a sudden this girl 
who was doing so well last week it became just totally impatient and stuff. So I have to take points off for that. I agree that there it I really like the character development with um both Cy and Joni and Al and Trixie and what's going on there and the parallelism and all of that stuff. Um but uh I'm gonna give it eight point five out of ten disappointing grifters. <laughs> I still okay. really like the episode, but no. I also wanted to add that this episode felt very focused compared to some of the others. It really was about Flora, Joni, and Sai. Yes. Whereas like the previous one it was kind of all over. Mm-hmm. And that's fine too, but this was like this had like a a plot almost. <laughs> they don't really have plots. Mm-hmm. But this one had a focus to it, which I, I appreciated. It did. It did. I thought about giving it nine, but then I went back down. I went back and forth. Okay. 8.5. Yeah. Matt. Nobody's talked about the doctor. We we really liked the doctor in the episode. Yeah, I did. Um, yeah. Yeah. And and I did I did like the what happened to the kids in the end. That was that was shocking and dramatic. But uh I didn't like the scene after where Sai was being all gross and manipulative. Like maybe it was too effective. Like I actually didn't like watching it <laughs> just because <laughs> It was too effective, I guess. I don't know. But, um, uh, yeah, and for some reason, I, I found parts of this episode hard to follow like I did in the first couple episodes, and I have no idea what caused that or why that is. Uh, I didn't really like how, yeah, like, the kids' story was rushed. Like, they changed so much from the previous episode. I think maybe if they had, if this had been a three-episode thing, it would have been fine. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Just two episodes was not enough for the... <laughs> for them to completely turn around like that. And yeah, the other parts of the episode I've just found kind of unremarkable, but I don't know. There's good and bad. So I'm going to give it a 7.5 out of 10 busted heads. Oh. <laughs> and I'm going to tap that busted head. <laughs> oh, ouch. Oh, yeah. Um, Come on now. <laughs> it's just funny that, like, you know, it would have been nice to have just one more episode in between the, the, the these two because... Uh, it would have been nice to see, like, you know, like Flora pulls off a scam, or or what's his face pulls off a scam, and they get away with it, and it's like, oh, we just got to do one more, and then they, you know, it's like they stick their hand back into the cookie jar one more time, and then it yeah. gets completely bitten off as a result. <laughs> I was fine with them not getting away with it. I just thought it was really fast, yeah. and I thought, yeah. yeah, the breaking character thing, like Carol said, I I, I agree. It's, it seemed a little. It was a little off-putting. So you didn't buy that one little line where he says, you just want to do it fast and dirty to cut someone's throat. Yeah, I don't... Well, I, it's not that I don't buy it. It's just... It's just I don't like the 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 fact that she was so good at pretending and then all of a sudden she just doesn't care anymore. Yeah. Just for a rant... Like, randomly. I don't know. Maybe Maybe there was more to it and I didn't really see everything. And maybe I need to watch it again. I don't know, but I'm going to change my rating to a nine point nine because <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely a flaw. And is that I an think acceptable rating. <laughs> yes, it's not. We can do eight nine point five. All right, I will do a nine point nine five because you're equivalent <laughs> of my nine point nine. 
You get it nine point five. <laughs> I can only do I can only do ratings on the halves. It's it's a complicated, it's very you, technical, yet arbitrary reason. That's <laughs> uh, not so, Mel. What's your um, rating? My, sorry to interrupt you. Well, sorry. Yeah, I was just talking about it. I guess um, yeah. I did. I did. Like Matt said, I did enjoy the Doctor. I I always enjoy the Doctor, though. Mm. Um. I didn't like the uh, saying the claim stuff. I just, meh. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Was... Meh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to give it a, um, I was going to give it a 7 out of 10 absurd restaurants, but that's, you know, we all know that that restaurant is absurd. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10 uh, potential bug collections that hopefully don't include millipedes. Mm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Robin, would you like to nominate your character of the episode? I I can't go first in this one because it's it's so hard. I'm gonna. I just need to uh, hear what other people think. I mean, I like who wins in this episode. (laughs) Nobody's nobody's coming out. Well, that's not that's not the question. It's not who wins. It's who's who's your character. You like? I'll go first. Okay. I like the doctor. Okay. Me too. We both vote for the doctor. Just just like he's just. He's just on top of it all. You know, like, he just, like, takes care of business, and he does it so well. <laughs> and I just love that. Oh, you're going to have to see him fall at some point. Oh, I He's going to have a tragic fall. Oh. No, but everything everything that just comes at him, like, he's, you know, he can kind of snap at people, but he's always... He's got his good- shit together. Yeah, but he's always kind of good-natured about it anyways, even mm-hmm. when he snaps at people, and I like that. I like when people are good-natured in a grumpy way. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's weird. <laughs> Cant- cantankerous. Yes, that's Yeah, it. I like, th- but I just, I love how, uh, what's his face comes in with his back problems and he's trying to hide, uh, Trixie, mm. but he's still, go- still get- helps him. Still helps him. Kinda. And then he, yeah, kinda. And he's like, you know, it's nothing. Go away. You know, you, you just, whatever. You can deal with it. Just lose some weight. Mm. <laughs> you know, and then he goes back to Trixie and helps her out. Mm-hmm. I just like that. He's very organized, it seems. Okay, two votes for the doc. Carol? Well, they make a very good case because there's really nobody, if you're saying like, to like the character, there's nobody really likable. I never said like. Well, that's what you said it's a minute like, it's ago. Who, it's who you like to watch. Who do you enjoy watching? I'm going to, well, before you go, I'll say that my character of the week is Psy. Really? What? Yes. It's not he, Flora? Like- no, I gave it to Flora last last oh, okay. week. Yeah, she was she was pretty cool in this episode until she fucked up at the end. But Sai Sai was brutal. He was a monster. You like the monster. But I couldn't I couldn't take my eyes off him. My beady little ferret eyes off him. I couldn't. <laughs> he was just I'm making a mental note, Matt, that you so have brutal. beady fairy eyes. I'm making a mental note. <laughs> okay. When I meet you, then you I'll use that against me. I'll be expecting a guy with beady fairy eyes, <laughs> cold, soulless eyes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the picture is coming together. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> I'm terrified. I'm terrified. <laughs> I, I feel like I mean I I enjoy watching the Doctor the most in it, but as far as who I feel like I really got to know in the episode would be either Cy or Joni. Um, I mean, we got to know Floor, but you know, eh, I, as I say, I'm disappointed in Floor. So um, I'm going to go with Joni because I got another few pieces to her. Mm-hmm. And um, even though I could say the same thing about Cy, 
I have to pick somebody, so I'll go with Joni. Okay. All right. Um, I think I'm going to give it to Jewel because uh, she uh, she wanted she didn't really want to probably work at that blood stain, and she actually got her boss to do the work for her. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. And that makes her a better manipulator than Flora. Mm. <laughs> yeah, she out manipulated Al too. Yeah. And and we learned something about Jewel as well. We got a little bit more into her character. Mm-hmm. Robin, do you have any quotes for us? Well, I'll start with my first one. God bless you, Mr. Swear Engine. Well, not likely, but my short-term prospects have improved. <laughs> I like that one. I've got one. Okay. You might, Dan, want to learn how to indicate interest in a girl other than murdering another person. I'll go. She didn't have an attitude. She just said her pussy hurt. <laughs> oh, I, ha- I have the follow-up to that. <laughs> right after. Yeah. Al says, ah, points made with the snatch grabs. Okay. 50 other fucking things I should be paying attention to. Rosiest prospects of my career. And here I am on my fucking hands and knees discussing snippets of information with a fucking gip. There. Now that's how you scrub a fucking bloodstain. <laughs> well done. <laughs> That is one of the most iconic lines from the show. Yeah. That's how you scrub a fucking bloodstain. <laughs> I have a quote. Okay. And I would be very grateful if you could tell Mr. Farnham so, as speaking to him directly makes me ill. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same way, Alma. I feel the same way. <laughs> Just looking at him makes me ill. He's so moist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, he just lo- looks like you could ring him out. <laughs> yeah. You could hang him on a clothesline. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, no, I want to see that. <laughs> His little legs dangling. <laughs> oh. uh, he would never dry up, though. Yeah. I have a Terrence Flora exchange. No, okay. <laughs> what happened now, Flora? I thought you was changing into your garters. You geek-looking fuck. Get away from me before I cut your fucking heart out. <laughs> you already did, Flora. You already Aww. did. Oh, Flora. <laughs> I got... It's harder on your back as you get fatter. <laughs> also, you're a dickhead, you fooled. <laughs> Poor Dan. <laughs> it's, it's true. Mm-hmm. Here's one. Uh, Saul says, what are you doing? When they're beating the kids out on the street. And Sai says, what's none of your business? Them two robbed my joint. And that's where they're going to be dealt with. And Saul comes up with, I guess they needn't get beat no anymore out here. <laughs> it's like, okay. Okay. We're taking them inside then. Yeah, we're taking them inside. The- <laughs> Do you guys think that there's going to be revenge for these kids at all? No. No. Nobody seems really? to give a shit. No. <laughs> Who's going to take revenge? Even, even Seth and Saul? Seth stepped over a dead body last episode, like, whatever. Yes. All right. I mean, Saul, if Saul was going to step in, he would have stepped in. Yeah. You know, if anybody was going to step in, they would have stepped in. Yeah. Here's uh, Al and E.B. You did go to the limit. Well, I went to the limit's precipice. Sounds like you didn't go to the limit. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll do this one. I think your fucking skull's broken, Flora. 
You're trying for the knife. It's maybe a foot to your left. Ah, this is fucking pitiful. Why don't you put that out of its misery? Mm. Just calling her that. Yeah. 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 Put it out of its misery. Mm. Yeah. Permission to leave the bar, trooper. (laughs) That was Uh, pretty funny. You know, and they started looking kind of suspicious at the way he was saying goodbye to them and everything. And then Seth walked in and kind of cut it. But I was really wondering if they were going to be like, what's he up to? Because he laid it on a little thick. Where's that fucking whore? <laughs> Most repeated line. I ask that every day. Say <laughs> how many times do you say that during the course of the? Which which time they said that was your did your quote come from? <laughs> um. Well, he said it like right in the first scene, even. Yeah. Yeah. He he must have said at least four or five times. Yeah. I lost my voice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and I love Al's um, little his hand motion when he, he's like, "What is this? What yes. is this? What is that? What is, what is, what is this? Yeah. Did somebody, did somebody ever create a gif of that? <laughs> it needs to be done." Yep. I have Alma and Seth. Is the technical term bonanza? That's the look of it. It's a bonanza, Mister Farnham. <laughs> yeah. What is that? And then he says, "I see. Congratulations." Yeah. <laughs> What does that? What does bonanza literally mean? Mm. <laughs> it means a big, big thing. Yeah, yeah, a, a big good thing. I yeah. figured. Oh, I figured it would be like you would describe a party or something as a bonanza. What? Not an abundance of gold. <laughs> I don't know. Step aside and let me do my business. And what is your fucking business, you with your beady little ferret eyes? <laughs> Uh, beady little ferret eyes. By the way, definition well, of bonanza. Go ahead. A situation or event that creates a sudden increase in wealth, good fortune, or profits. Oh. A large amount of something desirable. Oh. Alright. Makes sense. So, when, uh, when Flora was stealing all the jewelry, she was like, this is a bonanza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she should have just... She should have just opened it up, grabbed a handful, and been like, Bonanza! Bonanza! <laughs> she should have broke character, yes. Yeah. What are you doing? Bonanza! <laughs> Alright, I'll do this last one from Flora. Actually, it's Joni and Flora. Get out of here, Flora. Put down my things and I'll let you out without raising hell. Why don't you let me go with your fucking things and shut your fucking mouth? Because I remind you of whoever the fuck I remind you of. <laughs> harsh. Ooh, saucy. Yes, it's very harsh. Yeah. Do we that's think saucy, she actually little minx. Her? Do you think she actually <laughs> no, no, reminded her? No, no, saucy little ferret. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think she actually reminded her of anyone, or is she just, just attracted to her? I think possibly her younger sister, because we learned uh, a little bit about her backstory. Mm. At, least, at least in the show, like, Bible. Maybe not in the show proper, but she had her father ran like a whorehouse out of their farm. And right. She had to turn her sisters out as whores. Right. So I think she saw her sister in she Flora. Was being protective of her. Or herself. She was being protective of her while still being attracted to her. Mm-hmm. Kind of an interesting proposition. <laughs> Anyways, um, what was I going to say? I can't remember. Yeah, well, ferrets are cute. You know, she wasn't. 
She was a shark. <laughs> Laura's a sick little puppy. Mm. Uh, she's the best. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if there are no more quotes, next week's episode is titled "No Other Sons or Daughters." Ooh. Huh. Someone's no gonna get other. their poops tied. <laughs> That's what I wrote. That's what I, I'm like. Last week I predicted all the horse would get pregnant. This week I predict <laughs> all the horse become barren. <laughs> I like it. I like it. There's gonna have to be like a lot of like castrating or something. It seems like this should be a quote from something, but I don't recognize mm. it. So you you mean like no other sons or daughters? Is that what it's called? Yeah, that's what it's called. I think you know how like there was going to be like a caravan of children. Well, now children, all children are going to be banned from <laughs> this place, so they're going to kick little Crevlorn Swath out. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> Does that mean? What's your she, name, honey? Sophia. Get out of here, Sophia. <laughs> she could become a. She could become a grifter. You never know. <laughs> Those damn kids. You can never trust them. Not allowed in Deadwood. Time to purge the kids. Purge the children. <laughs> Oh my god, they're going to beat up Crevler and Swath and shoot her in the head. <laughs> I, was, I was hoping you weren't going to go there. <laughs> oh, he's going to make her reach for the knife. It's awful. <laughs> it's horrible. Oh. Well, we know that Carol hates her hair. Yeah. I still it hate is it. totally fake. You're you're absolutely right about that. I don't know why nobody else sees this, but it is. Yeah. It's a I wig. Don't notice her it, hair. I don't really care. It, I don't see hair. It's just so. I see. I see people. I see people. I do. <laughs> <laughs> you see dead people. I just see people. No, I don't see their hair. I don't. I don't usually see their hair, but when it's a really, really bad wig, it's really distracting. Yeah, yeah I don't <laughs> Just know. Just so distracting. I didn't really notice. Yeah. Thank you, Robin. <laughs> They're all blind. Uh, <laughs> it's totally it's totally a wig. I don't <laughs> usually see those things either, but that's a, a really bad wig. It's a really bad wig, yeah. <laughs> and good decent wigs. I'll I'll just go with it, you know? <laughs> if, yeah. You know, weird costumes and stuff. I'll I'll just go with it. But that particular wig, just every time I see that girl, it just maybe it's not her fault. Maybe she's got, maybe she's got leukemia. Oh no. no, I feel bad. Not according to her IMD. Don't make page. me feel bad. Huh. Her IMD B page, she has short hair, but uh, oh, okay, so maybe okay. that's what was going on. Maybe that they had to give her long hair, so you know they had her in a bad wig. Well, I'm going to amend my earlier statement that I, I see people, not hair. I don't see children as people. <laughs> so. Therefore, you shouldn't oh, have been better. offended when they said that uh, they were going to kill Krivler and Swath. You should have been like, oh, whatever. Whatever. Nobody Who? <laughs> Who is that? I don't know. Well, there's better off without her. There, there's a child. What, what's a child? <laughs> what is that? Um... For for predictions though, um, I'm thinking like like I didn't I don't know what to base no other sons and daughters off of, but there's one dangling thing that um, was in this episode that didn't really get commented on much after it was announced, which is the the piece with the uh, the heathens, quote unquote. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm wondering if like maybe there's some sort of uh, something to do with that next episode. 
Hmm. Okay. Or more encounters so they're gonna, with... They're going to sterilize all the... Uh... No, I'm not saying that, and there's not going to be a caravan of uh, Native American children being brought <laughs> in to, to take over the town. No, I'm just saying um, oh, they're, they're going to have some... They're going to have some sort of, like, uh, something to do with the whatever the treaty is that's going on. So what was the treaty? What was the specifics of the treaty, anyways? Well, we can talk about that next week. Oh, See, so, I knew so I was going to be right. right. He's right. <laughs> <laughs> there's going to be a lot of dirt worshipping next week, I'm telling you. <laughs> there's going to be, like. be a lot of talk about annexation coming up. <laughs> oh, that sounds exciting. How, how the – it's not, actually. It's no. my least favorite part of the show. <laughs> All right, that'll probably be mine too. It's the history part of the of the historical drama. Yeah. I like history. Yeah, I like history. Carol, do you have a prediction for next week? Yeah, I'm gonna go real literal because <laughs> I can't figure anything else out. <laughs> Bullock's supposed to have children back in Michigan. Um, maybe it has something to do with his kids. Uh, either. Um, I don't know. I think it's going to have to do with Bullock. And I think they're going to get the pox. I don't know whether anything, something bad is going to happen to his kids back there, or he's going to be like in a place to to take care of, you know, Sophia and or somebody else, and basically say no. I don't know, but I think it's going to somehow or another have to do with Bullock and his kids. Which I already know I'm totally wrong about, but hmm. I have to say something. So, okay, I'm going to predict that Alma wants to build a school to get out of that hotel room, and she's going to. She's like, "Well, Sophia can join the school, and we'll get all the other kids in camp." And they're like, "There are no other sons or daughters." <laughs> and she's like, "Well, I guess I'm not leaving this room." <laughs> and her and her hopes are dashed. That's How many people are going to die in the next episode, Carol? Oh, I'll go with two. Two. Yeah. Matt. Uh, I'm going high. Uh, actually, no. <laughs> it's an episode about <laughs> borders possibly being redrawn. Uh, zero. I'm going with uh, one, uh, Krivler and Swath. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, that's oh, specific. Specific. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I will, but just because I because of my prediction, because n- there's no more sons or daughters, they're gonna kill her. Prevalence mm. Ross gonna die. <laughs> Would she get all the points if she was right? Would I extra points? I know I'm not. Being very specific. So it's no, like a right. reverse Logan's Run where they kill everybody under thirty. <laughs> <laughs> well, under twelve. Um, no, under eighteen. Sorry. Mm, yeah. Uh, but what's probably going to actually happen is there's probably going to be some native peoples that are going to die. Maybe. Okay. It's going to die. Somebody's going to die around a border somewhere. Mm. There's going to be border This issues. here's our land. There's going to be border issues. <laughs> That's why I'm going to go high. I'm going to say six. Whoa. Six on-screen deaths. Oh, on-screen? on-screen? Oh, that's... that's specific. Well, aren't these all on-screen? Well, they do like to kill me. Well, technically, uh, Flora died off screen. Mm, no. Yeah, did, did they show the bullet? Uh, yeah, they cut away. They Ooh, cut but... away. They were holding the gun. The gun went off. And Didn't we cut back to her slumping body? If we see the corpse, that counts. Like, we counted the Indian head. I didn't think as we saw her actual <laughs> corpse. Then we saw her in the chair. Did we? 
Oh. Yeah. Okay, no, I must... I mean, it's this isn't like the X-Files where they shoot somebody, and then if you don't see the body, they turn up in the next no, I, <laughs> season. I never expected Flora to yeah. be still alive. Right. Um, no. I think <laughs> if it's, there's a strong indication that they died, then they died. Uh, we just don't count it when we hear, like, oh, did you hear about this uh, accident? Uh, right. Six people died in New York <laughs> in a fire or something. Mel is well, bursting. That doesn't count. Mel is bursting at the seams <laughs> to say something. Burst no more. Yeah, yeah. I have a new, have a new death prediction. Okay. I think that one one of the pigs will also die from eating bad <laughs> bad human meat. Oh. <laughs> bad flora meat. Bad flora. Ma, <laughs> she tastes rotten. <laughs> I predict a scene where somebody walks by the pig pen and was like, "That pig has beady little ferret eyes." <laughs> Oh, no. Must be something at eight. The pig's tra- <laughs> You are what you eat. I think you're going to hear a, a badly 80 yard pig line that says something like, I thought this was soiling green. I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> I, I kind of want it to happen where, you know, like the pigs all turn into ferrets. <laughs> I think that would be great. Mr. Well, that's how science works. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> science! science! Those have got to be some really fat pigs. They're well fed, that's for sure. Yeah. Their back, their back is killing them. They're <laughs> <laughs> gonna go to the doctor. We're making jokes now, right? Okay. Yes. Hey Robin, thanks for joining us hey. today. <laughs> but do you think do you think the doc would be a vet? What do you mean? If somebody if Mr. Wu came to him and said one of my pigs is sick? I'm sure he would. He's a nice guy. Yeah. He'd give it a shot. Probably. Hey Robin, thanks for joining us this week. <laughs> hey, it's been a pleasure. Do you have a podcast or several? Well, there is the Defenders podcast, which is at dvmpe.com. We discuss Daredevil. And there's also the iZombie podcast on dvmpe.com. We discuss iZombie. <laughs> really? Yes. They get good guests on uh, iZombie podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We've been, we've been pretty lucky. <laughs> Maybe you'll get uh, Rose McIver. Once uh, she, New Zealand gets the internet. Yes, yes. And she can Skype same. from New Zealand. She made a, a tweet, and I think she must think we're like in LA or something, and that she's just going to stop by, which would be super awesome. But uh, uh, unfortunately, I, I don't live in LA. <laughs> I live in Vermont, and uh, I don't think she's going to be stopping by anytime soon. But hopefully, she'll uh, she'll Skype in. That'd be really awesome. Maybe you could fly out there and rent like a, an office space for a day. <laughs> Instead, and pretend it's your studio. Yeah, yeah. this is uh, Vandalay Industries, actually. Come on in. <laughs> <laughs> and then she'll go back like an hour later. Oh, I forgot my phone or something. And then everything's gone. What? Oh, it's all gone. Well, but if she comes to New York at some point, I mean, Vermont's usually only, what, six, seven hour drive, right? Oh, no, no. It's like a three hour drive. <laughs> it's oh, not really? that far. Oh. I, I live in sub, uh, south, uh, uh, southwestern Vermont. So. Oh, okay. Because yeah. when I used to... When I used to have to go up to New Hampshire all the time, it was like six hours. Yeah. No, I am I am really kind of uh, crossing my uh, fingers and uh, knocking on all sorts of wood that uh, they're, they're going to all show up at New York Comic Con and I'll be able to chat with them there. So Very good. Yeah, yeah I wish they would hold that on a different weekend than they do, but oh well. Mm. Um, hey, when is Redemption Cast coming back? Um... Let's see. I mean, if we looked at where the 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 
the potentials are at in their watch at Buffy, we could probably figure out that it's going to be another year, right? Till uh, <laughs> till season, they're halfway so. through season seven. Halfway so, through, really? Yeah, yeah. What what are they up to? So like eleven. The next one's called Potential. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm I'm thinking probably. Gosh, I'm I'm hoping by the fall they'll be they'll be ready. Honestly. Yeah, I- I would think that they'll be ready by the fall. Well, hasn't it already been more than a year? Well, I guess they had season six to go through as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah they had season six and season seven. They're going very slowly. Which is why I was like, we'll wait for Angel. Just get Buffy done. <laughs> I just feel so... They're going to forget who everyone is and the relationship they had. Yeah. That's, that's why Robin's there. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. the glue. That holds the podcast together. Yeah. <laughs> I'll plug um, my appearance on Clone Dance Party. I was in episode four of season three, Newer Elements of Our Defense. Nice. And by the time you hear this, I will have been on Intro to X talking about the X-Files episode Monday. Oh, Ooh. nice. And the Millennium episode, Collateral Damage. And that's the one with, uh, what's his name on it, right? <laughs> that's the one with James Marsters. James Marsters, yes. Yeah, the Millennium episode. Um that's a good double bill there. And Monday's Explodey Bank episode. Yay! I love that and episode. And Freaks and Geeks podcast, the McKinley cast, is still going. <laughs> you recorded one. It just hasn't been released yet, right? I, is that correct? I think so. Okay. Well, for all I know, we might record tomorrow. Well, good. I hope you do. It's <laughs> always a possibility. It's out there. Matthew and Melody? Melody. <laughs> Melody. Melody. I never know what your name is. That's why I usually just Asshole. say Mel. <laughs> yeah. That's, de- not a, that's not I deserve it. I apologize. Yeah. I don't accept I apologize. I'm angry. I'm not going to speak for the rest of you. Okay. Neither is Robin. That's right. We got, uh, or I have, uh, what we make podcasts, all, all things Terminator. And um, Twin Peaks podcast is still out there, and uh, we will return when Twin Peaks returns. Defenders. <laughs> no, Robin already plugged Defenders. Yeah, we're on it. Mm-hmm. We're on it too. <laughs> and uh, you guys are on that show too. What? <laughs> what? What? You guys are on that? Shut up! <laughs> Shut up! Forgetting about me. <laughs> From now on, I will only speak to Matt and Robin through you, Matt. You okay. can tell them that I don't really like them right now. <laughs> Mel says. <laughs> you tell Mel. We don't like her either. Tell them I said fuck you. Oh, I won't, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I don't I'm, always say well, it, though. Well, then I won't talk to you either. Oh, no, I'm on the shit list, too. Sounds like ch- somebody's trying to cover up a crush. <laughs> well, as usual, you can find us on at hooplecast.com. That's where you'll find archived episodes, show notes, links to discussion threads, contact info, and more. Hooplecast.com. See you in two weeks for episode nine, No Other Sons or Daughters. Until then, goodbye. Bye-bye. Thank you, Robin. Hate you all. (laughs) I love you all. Bye. Bye. you. (laughs) Bonanza.
pet I like to pet And every evening we get set I stroke it every chance I get It's my girl's pussy Seldom plays and never purrs And I love the thoughts it stirs But I don't mind because it's hers My girl's pussy Often it goes out at night Returns at break of dawn No matter what the weather's like It's always nice and warm it's never dirty, always clean, in giving thrills, never mean. But it's the best I've ever seen, is my girl's pussy. So often he goes out at night and returns a break of dawn, break of dawn. No matter what the weather's like, it's always dry and warm. I bring tidbits that it loves. We still like to tell loves. I take care to remove my gloves when stroking my girl's pussy. I assume he was a sleazeball, even though we didn't get to see much of him before he got sick. I was a con man. I don't know if... I guess hey, Matt, we're going to do... Uh, do you want to do Good Wife cast uh, in a couple of years? <laughs> the Good cast. We'll mark, we'll mark the point where Kalinda and uh, Alicia are not on screen together ever again. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I've never seen Good talk. Wife. And I'm watching that scene, and I'm thinking, are they touching? Are they touching? Nope. Are they... Mm, it's parent trap. <laughs> <laughs> I've never watched The Good Wife. It's on my list of of things, but it's like okay, now I've got to start from the beginning, and that's going to be a chore. So, I'm I'll get to it eventually. Well, it's excellent. Highly recommended. Yeah. Everybody says it's so good, so I'm like okay. Well, it's one of those shows that um, I'm sorry. It's one of those shows where the uh, mythology episodes are better than the Monster of the Week. So. <laughs> That was a stupid joke, and I'm so sorry I interrupted you with it. <laughs> I, I, I apologize. <laughs> He's trying to sabotage us. Yeah. <laughs> Are you? It, it's all Robin's fault. I'm nuts. I <laughs> just started fault. talking about something I was interested to talk about, so I was like, I must keep talking about this. And then I'm like, oh, I can make a joke. Just, it's my entire I, personality in a nutshell. Robin, I liked your joke. Oh, thank you. I also liked your joke. <laughs> I didn't understand your joke. <laughs> um, I, I think in this tent you're starting to see the uh, beginnings of the uh, the government syndicate. I believe uh, Andy is one of the founding members as well as Doc.
And uh, yeah, they're pretty much going just tagging people. Um, so they'll. Uh, oh, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, um, well, Moira said that's not true. Oh, I think well, she's, Moira, I think she's part of the conspiracy. Mm, yeah, exactly. She is a doctor. Mm. <laughs> that's true. Oh, whatever. She never trusts doctors. <laughs> that's true. But Scully's a medical doctor. Mm. Yeah, she's hot though. Mm. <laughs> Moira's hot. Yeah, that's true too. God, oh, I'm so turned around. And a redhead. Woo. I knew we'd get to a point where I would know what show we were talking about. Okay. <laughs> I said the X Files, and I didn't even know what we were talking about for a minute there. Like, this I- actually reminds me of an episode of The Good Wife. Wait a second. <laughs> oh, <pardon. laughs> I am so lost. lost. What's his face there? Is it Johnny that's lost his voice? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He sounds like a cartoon character, don't you think? Yeah. In this. Yeah. I just, whenever he talked a lot, I couldn't quite place my finger on it, but I was like, oh, just, you just. He sounds like a specific cartoon character. Yeah. Like I couldn't, I'd have to hear it again. Mm. Yeah. But it was kind of funny. Anyways. Kind of like Mr. Ed. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. It was weird. Well, Mr. Was there a cartoon character named Mr. Ed or just the horse? Yeah, I'm just saying he was speaking hoarsely. Oh. Uh-huh. Shut oh, the fuck up, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Ed had such a nice... That's one. Sonorous. Robin, you get two more. <laughs> and I'm keeping track. <laughs> Mel gave me a free pass. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry we cut you off there, Carol. No, no. I was just saying that Mr. Ed had such a nice voice mm-hmm. that, no. Where's Trixie? <laughs> it was confusing. But now I realize he was hoarse, so. Got he starts clomping his crotch area. You know, Trixie! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so. Seth is adamant that he follows through on his promise to Hickok, and he will assay the claim. Or rather, he'll get Ellsworth to assay the claim. That's Every time they say that, it's like I'm I'm waiting for Foghorn Leghorn to pop out. But I say I say I say That's a, a, a claim. Is that two? That is two. I'm a, I'm a, I say it. I'm a, I say it. <laughs> he's just like he's just going for it. He knows his last one. <laughs> My problem is is that every single time I do it, it gets pointed out. Every time somebody else does it, it doesn't. So Cause it's, cause, no, whatever. Because nobody else does it. Puns and witticisms no, are only funny when you say them. Yeah. See. Not not you, like the person saying them. It's funny to that person. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Robin, Robin, it's just that you're the guest, and we want to make sure that uh, everything you do is noticed. That's all. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> if you want, you can do it a quarter of the week for whatever I say during the podcast at the end of the show. <laughs> I like that Foghorn Leghorn bit he did. <laughs> yeah, you should like tie all of his puns together. Yeah, at the end, just, just like make a make a back. sentence out of all the puns. Yeah, <laughs> form a sentence with these puns. The following puns. Well, as I'm editing, that I'll write them all out and I'll post them on the Facebook group and I'll tell everyone to rank them. Someone best should, to yes. worst. Yes, should make a haiku out of them. <laughs> it's teasing. A- it's like how we make fun of you. Yeah, it's teasing. <laughs> when she's like sweeping the stairs and he's just like. Are you saying that Robin is Jewel? I'm saying that tomorrow you will be berating Robin. <laughs> Robin is our just, Jewel. Just as Al berates the Gimp, you should, you'll be berating uh, Robin on Robin, the Defenders Robin, podcast tomorrow. Robin, you're our Jewel. Aww. Oh, thanks. Aww. 
these foolish games. Now go, uh, go sweep the floor! Go sweep oh, the floor! You're not doing a good enough job! Drop that blood out! He snuck it in there, Mel. I know. I That's why I'm t- getting him to sweep the floor and clean the floor and mop it. Mop it! Mop it! They've been living around smallpox for a while. I have no doubt that he found out what all the symptoms of smallpox were <laughs> yeah. as soon as he found out that they had an epidemic going on. Mm-hmm. Maybe prob- he's just a victim of another one of Ferris Bueller's pranks. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that was a legitimate should, joke. I should this stop, Jeffrey I should Jones stop the laughing. I'm only encouraging him. <laughs> uh, you guys don't think losing your virginity is like being brutally murdered? Or n- witnessing a, a murder. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's basically because of you. Mm-hmm. I mean... Yeah, uh, yeah. that should have made it even worse because she caused it or whatever. Yeah. I'm restraining myself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> from a joke or from spoilers? Yeah, no, a, a joke. What do you think? Come <laughs> on. I had like three fly across my mind, but I'm keeping it to myself. We're being super serious. All right. Um, we are. <laughs> Don't let them cow you into not being yourself. No. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> let them rip. <laughs> Don't. Encourage them. <laughs> See? <laughs> you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. <laughs> yeah, I spent an entire... Two, two, three hours waiting for Mel to get out of school one time, uh, just like banging sticks on other sticks. Yeah, <laughs> and then he came and got me, and then he was like, "Oh, I was like, what did you do while you were waiting? Oh, I was in the woods and I was just breaking sticks. I was like, that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Why couldn't you go somewhere like a library or somewhere productive? <laughs> it's not fun. The sticks aren't going to break themselves. <laughs> Uh, and I wondered what I got myself into. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how about Matt and Mel? What do they think of all this? The uh, just one sec. No, go ahead. Oh, I thought you were trying to get my attention. Yes. Um, <laughs> over here. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. there's just a gigantic millipede on the floor. Where? Ah. <laughs> In the other room. Where, I don't really want to touch it. <laughs> I'll get, I'll get it. Where is it? I like bugs, but I don't want to touch <laughs> yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. Too many legs. Too many legs. Ew, bugs. I like bugs, but ugh, gross. <laughs> I, li- I like the ones that have less legs. Where in the other room? I can show you. Okay. Well, just one <laughs> second. Can we all go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, let's head into the other room and we'll continue the podcast. <laughs> I'll take care of the big scary bug. You talk about the scene where the kids get shot and if it shocked you or not. It, it did shock me. Sorry, I had walked away from the room for like five minutes, so I'm kind of lost. Okay. I'm <laughs> distracted by, by a millipede. And then I got distracted by a millipede. <laughs> did you see it like run by the door or something? Like, what's, what's just, what's no, just walk by the back, door? I came back downstairs and I was like, oh, there's a millipede on the floor. <laughs> I don't want to touch that. <laughs> I am not touching that. So yeah, the Who needs so many legs? Why do you have so many legs? Yeah, millipede, what's going on with you? That's too many. Yeah, it too is. Too many legs. Yeah. What are you doing with it, Matt? I just heard him open the door. I think he just put it outside. I don't want that millipede coming back in. <laughs> You're not welcome here. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'll give you my impressions of 
over to the scene if you'd like. Okay. Robin, <laughs> what did you think day. of this scene? Oh. And it gives uh it gives Sai more dimension and Joni as well. Did you say dimension? And I like uh, I said dimension. <laughs> He's pretty demented. Uh, <laughs> now that's you. It's very demented, Robin. Ooh. It's you, Carol. Points for Carol. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing. I didn't say anything. <laughs> She backpedals immediately. <laughs> it's out there. Yeehaw! Vaccine! Hooray!